Welcome to Craft Comics. My name is Jarrett Moore, and joining me today is Dan McHugh. Peak meme rap season, everybody. Get turn it up. Today is June seventh, twenty nineteen. We've got some tasty beers, some comic books, and fuck damn meme and some fun. Yeah. Yeet, Oh my god. Oh my god. Damn. Jerry. What's going on, my brother? Not much. Just uh, just chilling in your basement on this fine summer day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Craft Comics. This you is... didn't ask for it, but we gave it to you. you know, no one, no one, at the end of the day, no one asked for this comic. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, Com- literally no podcast. one ever has. No one ever in the history of anywhere yeah. has ever asked for this for yeah. this podcast. But yeah. hey, here we are. Here 17 we are. episodes in and... <laughs> we proved the haters wrong, right, didn't we, Jerry? Sure did. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? We're not stopping anytime soon. So too bad. Too bad, folks. Yep, yep. Sorry. Uh, this is Craft Comics, a weekly comic book podcast where we drink some beers, read some comic books, talk about them, and then just, you know, generally have a good time. Yeah. Uh, Dan brings the beers, I yeah. buy the comic books, yeah. but before we dive into either of those, my favorite part of the week. Can't wait, can't wait. Is asking my boy how he's been. Oh, I just wanted to talk about myself so badly. Yeah, for how, someone to ask me. Finally, and no, here it is. No one ever asks Dan how no, he is, and no. this is the one time a week that yep. someone cares about Danny. <laughs> back, so hey, so I'm gonna just roll around in this feeling. Please, I am doing quite well. I was playing. Uh, let's see. I got Hades at the uh, Epic Game Store sale. That is the new video game from uh-huh. the guys who made Bastion and. Um, Transistor and Transistor, yeah, and yeah. that other Empire. weird, yeah, I was gonna say that other weird one that not a lot of people know about, yeah, right? yeah, which I also bought and have installed, but I also haven't played it, so I'm part yeah, of the that's problem. Like a, it's like a weird sports game. It's like it? a sports RPG. <laughs> it's who, kind of like Blitzball, I think. Yeah, it's like, who doesn't like feeling? Who doesn't like sports? I'm, I, I like sports. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Who doesn't like playing sports? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the better question. Yeah, yeah. Everyone, well, everyone would like playing sports. I think ideally, video games are just video sports. Really, when yeah. you turn a sport into a video game, it's not like it's not like they're any different, right? You're right. Except sometimes video games aren't sports at all, and they're narrative experiences. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not all sports are video games, but all video games are sports. Exactly. Yes. Ex- <laughs> Does that work? No, no not at all. I got it back right. It's fine. Hey, you know what? Uh, they don't pay me. Well, actually, no one pays me anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we dive too much I deep, pay you in beer, sort you, of. You sure? Yeah, you sure do. And you yeah. pay me with the most important currency of all, and that is unconditional Friendship. Love. Yeah. Yeah, well, okay. friendship. Let's Unco- not take it too... It's unconditional. Okay, okay. Un- unconditional love, and You're I won't right. have anyone tell me differently. Damn. You're right. Uh, before we really dive in, I fuck, I suck as a podcast host because I need to introduce the show, but instead I always say, how you doing, before I introduce it. Well, well wait, two, but, wait, 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 okay, wait, 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 okay, hang okay, on, because okay, I know okay, we gotta... Okay. But before we really get into the meat, the bants, even yeah. the bants, I already, I blew this because I asked you how you've been before I threw out socials. Some pre Social medias, if you've listened to this podcast podcast what is this like four minutes five minutes something like that you've listened uh, five minutes. minutes three minutes and you haven't you, you you're clamoring right you're yeah. like how do i find you on twitter you can find like, us oh on gosh, twitter this is so good exactly you can find us on twitter at crafts underscore wait no comic underscore crafts or crap <laughs> comics underscore craft that's the one this okay is for realsies it's it's comics 
underscore craft that's twitter you can also just search craft comics twitter and dan you're heading up the instagram i am and i failed last week and didn't post anything but Fuck. i'm going to this week uh hopefully yep and how do you find us on instagram craft period comics we are also on patreon do not feel obligated we will never ever 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 gate content behind patreon it's just something that if you like like this shit and you if you're wanna- like man this has really transformed my listening right. experience for the day for the day or whatever you're just like i want to f- throw these idiots beer money you know you yeah. can find us on patreon never ever feel obligated it's just out there just in case anyone ever wants to with that i would be shocked yeah <laughs> frankly frankly i would be shocked but. with that out of the way dan uh, i've already asked you how you are but yes. is there any more that you want to talk about um not really just Come about playing uh, playing some dead hades. red dead uh-huh. and red hades dead. yeah which is a yeah it's a roguelike uh-huh. Game, so like every run's different you like pick a weapon to start out it's yeah it's it's fun it's kind of like uh you Damn, know is it roguelike or is it roguelite like is it, it's a true roguelike in that like every time you know not a true all, 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 all yeah that's, it's like rogue legacy where like you can earn upgrades and like a, dead cells and all that shit it's a rogue light i mean wait really yep. is that because a true stupid. a true rogue like once you is die actually you different the- for every single run and there's no continuity right there's no progression yes there's no yes there's there's absolutely no run to run like so in in rogue legacy or or dead yeah. cells or whatever yeah. you can get persistent yep. upgrades right right that uh, a true rogue like you die it's over it's like spelunky it's the worst fucking genre well spelunky has uh sort of like not passive. really though you, know, you can skip levels after you've beat them right? yeah yeah so i mean i guess that's that's still more of a rogue like because you don't that's why I you hate... never you're like move set you don't upgrade your move set or your base health or anything like that yeah but you still skip levels so i still think it counts that's why i hate the defin that definition because it's like it doesn't it, count damn it doesn't count it's a roguelike game. it's just it's just stupid because you're just mad because it makes you feel like a casual <laughs> admit it what no it just doesn't make sense it's just the most popular games of that uh genre are rogue lights or whatever you know where there is some progression yeah because no one actually wants to beat their head against the wall for 45 minutes exactly nothing of a matter yeah so like it seems weird to have like the offshoot genre be more popular well you have to keep in mind roguelike is the name of a game well, Rogue is the name of the game. Rogue, yes, so, yes, sure. Yeah, Rogue was the name of the game, so every game that was like Rogue was yeah, called a Rogue. A Rogue like, right? Yeah, stupid. But whatever. It's, hey, it's a good it... genre. It's actually one of my favorite genres. Dan, it's okay to be wrong every now and then. I'm not wrong. Okay. <laughs> Well, you know, I, we'll just is, let the we'll let the records show on that one. We'll we'll play it out later uh, for the folks. <laughs> we'll we'll bring it to the video game cops. They'll sit down. We'll yeah, get a, we'll get a panel. Sit down. A jury of our peers. They'll and, execute and we'll Jerry Moore by lethal injection. Please, for someone, his hubris. Please, someone, God, release <laughs> me from this hell that I'm in every day. Jerry, what have you been doing? I have been playing another roguelike game, okay, man, uh, called Void Bastards, which is a super fun. It's really it's like really craft comicsy. Uh, it's super comic book themed. It's a game where you are a prisoner who is basically cleaning up space junk that uh, you're like mega like a, this mega corporation who has like bought your life and mind and body and soul mm-hmm. uh, has ships throughout the galaxy that have been taken over by these horrible alien creatures. Nice, and you're just basically on a mission to like 
you know, pull back those staplers, you know, all that, all that collateral that would have been lost. You know, to hell with the human life, right? Yeah. Like, we don't, we don't care about that, but we need the pens. I need those pens. Oh, I yeah. need the, I need the, the thumb drives, uh, cassette players, stuff like that. Hell so, yeah. Basically, you're just wandering around trying to, um, scrap shit yeah pick up old junk and then also also, killing aliens along the way well i mean you're only killing aliens to save yourself but like the company doesn't care about in self-defense everyone right they don't care about the the company doesn't care about if you die or not yeah they give you some guns like okay there's gonna be some bad guys out there Uh uh-huh but they don't give a shit if you die because if they do they just pull another prisoner out of like a like a manila folder and dump water on it and like (laughs) reconstitute the body it's very funny there's like a lot of like really british humor yeah um it's probably not actual British humor. It's probably written by a, a, like an American person, but it's still funny anyway. Like, so if you the whole thing, there's like a star map, right, where you go forward, mm-hmm. and if you try to go backwards on a on a on a on a ship or whatever behind you, and you hover over it, then it's grayed out. Your little robot companion just says, "That's just not done, old bean." <laughs> and it's just I don't know. It's that kind of cheeky. He humor. calls you old bean. Yeah, that's yeah, just that's not. Pretty good. That's just not done, old bean. I don't know. It was funny. Yeah, I like that. Um, so like I am slowly each time you kind of like achieve a set of missions or whatever, you get lower and lower in the depth. Mm-hmm. And that depth means like harder shit starts spawning. And I am at a point okay. now. I thought it was really easy at the beginning, but I'm at a point now where like. My God, everything's fucking me. Like, so uh, it's 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 getting tough, but that's good. Cool. It's not as punishing, so it's yeah. it's a fun it's a fun time. I did put it. I added it to my Steam wish list. You know, it's a good time to buy it because it's uh, there's a coupon. It's not it's not on sale, but there's a coupon if you add it to your store that's eight bucks off or something like oh, that. Okay. So you can get it for like twenty two. Just nice. check it out. See if see if there actually is a coupon for it. Yeah, I should. Also, the Epic Game Store has like some crazy sale going on. Yeah, right now where like. Anything over $15 is $10 off. And some games are up to 75% off. So yeah. you can find like a $60 game for like, you know, I don't know, 20 bucks or something. And then they shave it. It's in the Epic Game Store by some miracle. I feel like they've been there's doing lot, mostly indie shit. No, right? there's a lot of $60. I think there's yeah. a fair amount of $60. Right. Games. Like Anno is on there and I think that might be on sale. So they mm. can take another take another 10 bucks off that or something. Yeah. Um, Cool. There's, that, there's that game coming out, Control, that looks super dope too. It's about What's the, that one? It's about the it's by the guys who do uh, um, 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 Max Payne or did Max Payne. Oh, cool. Yeah, you're so you're a lady and you're like kind of like the leader of the X Files, and something happens and you get like crazy X Files powers. Oh. So it looks pretty cool. Is it like bullet timey or no? I don't know if it's bullet timey, but I've heard some people who have played the demo and like kind of early levels saying that it's kind of very Metroid-y. Oh. Like the game takes place pretty much in like one mega complex. And so like you're gaining powers and you have to go back and retread things, but it's like nice. a thirst person. Third thirst person. Thirst person. Nice. <laughs> Jerry knows that life. Oh, sure do. Right? I, I am a thirst person. Yep. Um, so it's a third person action game. I don't know. It's kind of cool. But well, that's on the Epic Game Store. All right. That's why all right, I brought it up. All right, all right. Jerry plugging the Epic Game Store and nonstop. I'm a shill. <laughs> I'm a shill. Epic pays me a lot of money. They pay us nothing, but, you know, we would like them to. Yeah, please, Epic. I mean... Uh, yeah. Doctor Epic, if you're on the, if you're that's on, how it works, right? Podcast. You shill first, and yeah. then you get the money, right? Because that's how they find you. Yeah, yeah. They, there's a shill, there's a shillometer. Yeah, they're yeah. like, wow, these guys. The shillometer's off the charts in South Central <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> Someone give these boys some money. <laughs> Someone give these boys some dough so they can play the Void Bastards. So they can play Void Bastards, but it's not on Epic Game Store. That's on 
Steam Band. Oh, okay. Shit. Oh, oh, oh but I did buy Outer Wilds, too. Oh, yeah, is, I want to play that. That game is super... That's some Dancor shit. Yeah. It's like No Man's Sky... If No Man's Sky was what okay was like a narrative driven experience, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like a space exploration game, but it's very curated, right? Like, yeah. so No Man's Sky's big thing is that it's like infinite worlds. You can, you can go and explore anything as long as you will want to explore like the same planet over and over millions again with and millions minor of times. variations. And I'm not going to say that what they accomplished wasn't it. It was really cool. You know what I mean? No at Man's end, Sky. Yeah. At the end of the I day, I heard it eventually got okay. At the I end played of, it well, on at the end of the day, the, the the kind of it, okay. It was bad. It it wasn't a fun game, but the te- <laughs> but the but the tech that they made was something was something pretty cool. It wasn't fun, but you know, it was there was something still impressive about it, even though it wasn't fun to play and no one liked it. Well, there was something impressive. Okay, Dan, you're being. <laughs> A piece of shit right now. These are the bands, baby. These are the bands. Everybody, that's what the people want is they want Dan to be a fucking contrarian pile of garbage. <laughs> uh, so, what, from a technical standpoint, No Man's Sky was interesting because they could create these like um, dynamically generated. generated worlds. Yes, like yeah. f- for forever, and like, uh, and it was neat. But like in in concept and in tech, it was really cool. But like in ag- the way that it's, it didn't stick a landing at all, right? Yeah. And so they've been improving on it, and they've been kind of making good on it. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is that like, what I, so what I love, No Man's Sky, Outer Worlds, ten is out this, of ten, is this No Man's Sky ish? If like No Man's Sky was instead of being like an infinite world, it was like six worlds that uh-huh. were highly curated and built to be really special and cool and unique, right? Yeah. So you're like traveling from thing to thing. There's this weird kind of narrative experience. You're doing stuff. There's not combat at all. Mm-hmm. You're just exploring, uncovering mysteries. It's very cool. Uh, if you're not a super big game person, I don't know, maybe check it out because I think like a lot of non-game people might be like really into it because it's, 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 it's definitely interesting. It's definitely unique. Nice. Pretty cool. Yeah. Maybe you, I'll... You'll, you'll like it a lot because you're a shitter. Maybe I'll check it out with, uh, Crystal, see if she wants to play it. And everyone, it's on Xbox Game Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Shill that too. If someone give me money, someone, anyone, we're desperate. Uh, yeah. We're running out of funds. The 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 <laughs> the, the, the fucking war chest that has never existed. There you got laid off. Yep. Not really. I didn't get laid off. Everything's fine. At we least have not plenty that of, I know of. We have plenty of money. Okay, good. Yeah. Um. Well, with that, with that, it's starting to get dark in here. It is. Uh, I kind of want to turn the light on. Do yeah. we or do we want to just keep this? Uh, also, you can like pull Dan, those blinds we open. Are, eh? no, I have the sun setting. We are not nearly clever enough to stall for time while I open up this light. <laughs> are we, Dan? Is that po- no. is it possible? Oh no, no. He okay. He misread the cue. I was supposed to go turn the light on, and he was supposed to tell. He was gonna be like, "No, Jerry. There's no way that we're that." creative enough to stall wow, for the time. stalling worked look at that <laughs> no one no one is the wiser we turn yep. the light on ladies and gentlemen the we're trick doing, is well. to stall by talk about stalling yep um it's our it's our bread and butter yep. um so yeah i guess we've talked enough about this is, is it time for should we move into the beers let's move into the beers let's move into the beers uh this week dan brought us some beers i did <laughs> you sure did i sure did you want to talk about this i didn't one? drop the ball yet again Yet because again. yeah, he's consistent. The concept consistent. of being in this basement sober is terrifying. So I brought... I don't a, know what that's supposed to mean. It's supposed to mean that I hate it here and that the 
beer is the only thing that's really you keeping don't, me you don't going. Hate, you don't hate no, it, I don't. You, it's you it's love it it's okay. Here. It's okay. It's you a nice it. little You love it down here. It's, it's a cool. nice little sex dungeon, you know. It's cool. It's kind of damp. <laughs> yeah, all the it is time. Kinda damp. Quit bumping not, your microphone, no, you fucking I'm, I amateur. Take, I gotta take a pick right now. On the podcast? On the podcast, <laughs> of the podcast. We're doing it live. For the podcast. <laughs> this is the Brewing Project. The not-so-subtly-named Simcoe and Mosaic Hazy Pale Ale. It just tells it like it is. Um, Dan, what kind of hops do you think are in this? You know, I'm gonna guess... Simcoe and Mosaic? I'm gonna guess Citra and... I'm trying to think of, like, a weird hop that people don't use. Warrior. Warrior? Yeah, yeah. East Kent Goldings. My, <laughs> yeah. My favorite hop. That's a hop. good one. Also, Magnum? Yep, yep. Fucking... When you want... When a you want a... bittering hop. When you want... A, <laughs> What do you want hops as bitter as your dick is big? You want you want magnum hops. You want your hops to be like fifteen percent alpha acids. That means it's super bitter. Thick, girthy hop. It's a big, thick, acidic boy right here. That's a penis joke. We've made several penis jokes. I I I wasn't. You were. I was making hop jokes, Jared. Uh huh. Fucking weirdo. This Um, so brewing project is a wonderful brewery. Brewery. Brewery out of Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Oh, God, is this Justin Vernon's? Justin Vernon, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Justin Vernon's Academy very award-winning yeah. Boney Vare. Boney Vare's beer. Yeah, no, it's Boney Boney beer. Mean, it's from the same city. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm kind of bummed. Like, I really like a lot of the Brewing Projects beer, and uh-huh. I like this one too. But why are you bummed? I'm bummed because they existed after I left the city. Well, I went you know, to college there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the our problem is that we went to college too early. We did. Yep. There was one microbrewery in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and it was like a monks, and it was not and, very... Yeah, was I was going to say, in hindsight, good. it was probably shit, too, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, it, even when I was there, it was like, this is okay. It's, you know, but <sighs> it, this, this is shit way- is legitimately good. Yeah, it's super good. Um, this is the this is the struggle bus, man. Like, so we went to college like 2007 to 2011, 2012, something like that. Yeah. Um, I feel like we were right in the middle of like, maybe we were at, I don't know if we were at the beginning of the craft beer revolution, were we? You, you would know this better than me. I think we were, yeah, in the middle of it. In the middle of it. But nowadays, I guess maybe we, maybe I'm just complaining about. Something. I mean, yeah, it's 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 been continually evolving since the 90s. I think. Yeah. So every in 10 years, the, the craft then there's going to be, be even more. Yeah, it's going to be completely different. So you it's think it's oversaturated now, Jerry? Just wait. I don't think it's oversaturated. Minutes. See, that's the thing. I think hipsters think that it's oversaturated. They're like, yeah, uh, you know, everything's an IPA. Blah yeah. blah blah. I'm like, you know, fuck you. I, I, I'm <laughs> sorry that you have so many different options of yeah. good beer to drink. You yeah. piece of shit. Welcome like, to capitalism motherfucker right um so i went to school in stevens point and we had oso and oso was this like mind-bogglingly good place right because they yeah. had these like they had night train you know what i mean yep, they had yep. rusty red yeah they had that weird um the big o thing they haven't gotten nope. to the funky sour they have stuff not yet. gotten to electric groove yeah their top selling sour exactly they hadn't gotten to the funky stuff yet but like that also guys actually taught me how because they ran a homebrew shop out yeah. of their thing mm-hmm. they got so excited when me and my buddy uh, my buddy jeremiah uh we were super, super duper into home brewing, and yeah. like, they like talked to us about it. They're like, "You guys should yep. come by. You should check out what we do." And we did. Oh, God, it was fucking great, man. That's so cool. Yeah, 
Very nice of them. Sound like a good super bunch. duper nice. But it, I mean, there was like no, there was like nothing out there yet. Right? Yeah. So they were just super stoked that like yeah. people were interested in craft brewery mm-hmm. craft breweries in the middle in the of Wisconsin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying so. Yeah. Kind of fun. Yeah, that's awesome. Should we talk about this beer instead of reminiscing about our college days? Yeah, I guess the so. glory days. So yeah, brewing project out of Sunny Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Sunny Eau Claire. <laughs> Simcoe and Mosaic Hazy Pale Ale. It is a hazy pale ale, yep. I will say. It is like, yeah, this this is a hazy IPA. This is what it should be. This is everything I like about them. I really like this beer. Yeah, it's very good. Um, the color and consistency, it's basically like a mimosa. If yeah. I can describe it to you, it's kind like a, of... Maybe with a little, like, splash of grapefruit, even, maybe. I don't know. And it looks color... kind of grapefruity in the color, yeah. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I don't know. I never. I don't get much pink, but I, I do get that kind of, like, it, it should be this, like, very opaque orange, but that mm-hmm. opaque orange has been cut with some kind of, like, yeah. clear effervescence. Yeah. Right? So I'm thinking, like, a mimosa is what yeah. it looks like to me. And a mimosa that's definitely heavy on the orange juice. Like, yeah. if they poured me this it's mimosa... Pretty thick. If they poured me this mimosa at bottomless mimosa, they'd be like, you guys are fucking cutting me off? Is that what, you, is that what you're doing? <laughs> you're trying is, to tell me something? Is this 80% orange juice and 20%? Is this 20% fucking champagne? Jerry doesn't go home until the three-hour limit is up. Exactly. Like, I, I paid $12 for this. <laughs> 12 a whole U.S. dollars. You 12 think, U.S. dollars. You think I'm not drinking an entire bottle and half a champagne? Fuck you. <laughs> of your $4 champagne? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're Andre. Jerry's getting his money's worth. Spumante. I but yeah, I, I really like this beer. It's I very it's good. Fantastic. Um, Dan, I wish we we should. It would whenever a beer has the uh, hops on the side, we should look up the flavor profile because I'm feeling like they're probably real citrusy. They are, but I can't I can't t- tell you honestly what they're supposed to taste like. Most of the time, most of the time, hops have like they have a flavor profile. And yep. What is a Simcoe and. Mosaic. Mosaic. Both of those have their own unique profile that should blend together here to give us kind of an idea of what this beer is really... I know quite a bit about Mosaic hops. I don't know that much about Simcoe. Okay, so tell us Um, about tell us about Mosaic. But Mosaic, yeah, it's it's, in my opinion, the best hop to dry hop with to like, you know, put a bunch of like super hop forward flavor. It's my favorite for that kind of citrusy um, hazy taste that... uh, Hazy taste? Yeah, yeah, you know most most hazy IPAs are pretty citrusy. I haven't yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't be. encountered a hazy IPA that's like going for like the more floral or like pine notes. You know, that'd be really interesting though. It like would a, be like an East Kent Golding yeah. hazy IPA, like a British right? hazy IPA. We that should, would be cool. Dan, hey, man. how do you do? You want to try it, dude? We should. We try should it. try that. We yeah. should try. We Let's... should try a British one, and we should try maybe a German one. Even we yeah. use like Hallertau. Hallertau. Wow, oh! the fucking download. We spend too much time together. Yeah. Oh man. That would be sick, though. Yeah, we should try that. It would probably taste really weird, but pretty good. Okay. I think. Okay, so I'm looking up Simcoe right now, and Sim- okay. Simcoe says it's described as Cascade on steroids. Okay. So all of the, um, okay, the alpha acids are very high, 11.5 okay. to 15%. Wow. Be- beta acids are 3 to 5. That's interesting, because usually... Yeah. People reserve the stronger hops for bittering and well, not for dry hopping. But, but so the, maybe that could be the case the thing, here. Yeah, but the thing the thing is about um, dry hopping is that like you can just dump you can dump it in and it's not going to bitter at all, right? Because in order to extract those acids out, you yeah. need to you need to boil it. Yeah, it's just so weird because like usually the dry hopping, I don't know. Usually it's a lower alpha acid type of hop. 
but I don't know why, because you're right. They wouldn't, right. maybe it's just those are the ones that are more flavorful in general. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. Maybe, but, or maybe they have the flavor profiles people really try to get to. Simcoe's pretty common, though, I think, with like IPAs and stuff. It, it for sure is. And I'm really trying to get to the um, flavor profile. I saw it described as Cascade on Hops, but okay, here we go. Uh, it is both fruity and earthy. It can carry notes of berry, yeah. apricot, passion fruit, and citrus, but also has pronounced aromas of pine and woodsy earth. Okay. So which I don't really no, get. Not, nah, not really. But maybe maybe if this was like just a Simcoe, yeah, right? Yeah. A single hop. This might oh. be one of those things where like, now that I'm like looking for it, I find it. You know yeah, what I mean? Maybe. Some kind of placebo effect. Take a but... sip. See what you find, Jerry. Yeah, how about you take a sip first while I fill the silence with meaningless banter and, and talk. I'll... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. That's fine. It's, yeah, I still mostly get the fruity notes. Like it's, I don't know. It's like maybe a very little bit, but I think because it's so, it sounds like it's pretty versatile. I've seen it in a lot of IPAs, so it probably is pretty versatile. So it probably just leans into whatever lane it's going in. Yeah, so the okay. I just took a nice long sip, sipperoni, and I I definitely do taste on the back end. So up front is all fruit okay. for me, and then it kind of like slowly that that fruitiness, that citrusiness, kind of pushes away. Way. It does to something that does kind of remind me a little bit of some. There's some herbal thing there, and that's okay. what that's what lingers on my yeah, tongue at least. Yeah. So. Yeah, huh. there, there, there's a good amount of depth to this, and I don't know, I couldn't pinpoint whether it's, like, the hops bill or the grain bill, because it's, like, it's got a lot of good malt flavors in there, too. It but does. That's the, that, for me, the malt bill comes up front. Yeah. It, it, it's the sweetness that kind of, like, yeah. hits you front with the citrusy, yeah. and then it, it yields to this kind of yeah. earthiness, I guess. If I had to... I'm not very good with this kind of thing, and maybe it is just like confirmation bias, but I got this entire time that I was drinking it, I didn't say anything, but I was like, there's something more than citrus here, I don't know what it is, but when I was reminded of like the piney earthiness, I'm like, okay, I think there is something there. Yeah. But we should definitely try something that is just yeah. hazy IPA with nothing but those earthy tones. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I mean? That should be fun. I would be into that. Let's do it. Let's, let's do, it, do it. Let's do it. We'll let's report, put it on the books. Let's put it on the books, and we'll report back to you. Uh, and speaking of books... We, you know what? We read some comic books on this podcast. Look at that Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everyone Look. in between, happy Pride Month. Uh, we're going to read some books, okay? We sure are. Before we do, this is your spoiler warning, okay? All right. We're going to spoil these All books. Right. We're going to talk about them. It's nothing personal, baby. It's just that this is the this is the name of the game. This is how the podcasting goes. We can't talk about these books without spoiling them. Okay, so with that out of the way, this week we're going or yeah, this week we're going to start with DC first. And this is a book that we almost didn't pull. I don't think we we didn't pull number 1. No. Um, but I grabbed this one because of the cover only. It's yep. a it's a horror uh, it's a horror cover. You want to take a t- you want to take a picky of this thing? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's yeah. a nice Nightmare on Elm Street kind it's of. A, yeah, it's a throwback to the very original um, Nightmare on Elm Street where Poison Ivy is uh, waking up and there's like a zombie Batman grabbing her and it even says if Ooh. Ivy doesn't wake up screaming she won't wake at all. So it's kind of like a cool throwback to like yep. the '90s slasher slasher flick. Yep, yep. Uh, so this is written by. Tom Taylor with art by Trevor Hairsign, uh, Stefano Guadino on inks, Rain Barreto on colors, and Seda Temafanti on letters. They kept us guessing on this one. Yeah. This is one of those tough ones. Um, 
I guess I can take it. I'm going to take a stab at this one. All right, you do that. This one's pretty cool. So Tom Taylor, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of um, insight. Tom Taylor has been writing the Injustice comic book, so he's very good at kind of taking DC. And Injustice is a video game that came out. Uh, Well, there's two of them now. came out a few years ago. The the original Injustice came out in like 2010. It's been a long time. The thing that I thought was cool about his run or whatever, which is probably why he's getting these, uh, these books a little more, is... It went on way longer than it was supposed to. Yeah, 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 like, because it it's was so good. Very popular. Yeah. It was like originally, it was just supposed to be like a video game cash, and it's like, all right, we're going to write this like Six issues Lord, yeah. like Injustice. It takes place in like a DC universe mm-hmm. where everyone's, I don't know, the, what is it? Like the superheroes are evil, something like that. It's not the superheroes are evil, but it's like, a, it's it's an alternate universe yeah. where like where Superman you know what the biggest fear about Superman is that he loses his shit, right? Yeah. So what so happens is that it. yeah, the the Joker killed um the Joker killed uh Lois Lane and Superman killed the Joker That's and then right. also pretty much blew up Metropolis in the process. Yeah. So so, Superman's the bad guy, and yeah. that's the edgy. That's the edgy thing. But this guy wrote him. It wrote it. It was supposed to be like a just a mini series, twelve issues mini series. But yeah. then it got. It was so good, and Dude, people still, loved it so much. It's still running. They, really? they 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 may it may okay. It was still running at the time that this podcast started. I'm okay. pretty sure. I think so, it, I think they probably uh, started it up again for Injustice Two. It like it's. I know it stopped at one point, but it doesn't really matter. It's on issue number like fifty something. It definitely stopped at one point, but okay, it doesn't sure. matter. Yeah, yeah. So it's on issue fifty something, and it's like a monthly release. So it's, mm-hmm. it's been going for a, it's been going for a bit. I know that they had like a really, <laughs> they had a wedding issue that came out the same oh, time really? as Tom King, but it was like <laughs> it was like a, a shark man getting married to like somebody else, and they actually got married and nothing bad happened. Yes, so it's like one I of those, love like, that. Yeah, it was really it was like one of those like incredible things. Anyway, this is Deceased uh, by Tom Taylor. This is like a really fun. Um, this is two of six, it says? Yeah, so yeah. two of six, this is like kind of like a weird um like alternate universe thing where like there's this like horrible kind of like uh if you twenty eight days later twenty eight days later virus, right? Yeah. Which is like making everyone they're not turning into zombies, they're just turning into like yeah. rage. They're you not know what I mean? dead, they're just yeah, they got the rage virus. Yeah, yeah they got the it's basically the rage virus. Mm-hmm. And um so we've got we missed the first one, but this actually was like a really good jumping on point. It really felt like yeah, Aquaman got his shit fucked yeah. and is like is like dead and like yeah. sinking to the ocean. Um, there was a really cool scene with Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn where uh, Harley Quinn was going to confront something, and I don't know if like we knew we were supposed to know what she was going to confront, but I actually thought it was really good. Yeah, me too. In a way that like. We didn't know what she was supposed to confront, and maybe if we read issue one, we would have known. I mean, it's pretty easy to assume, I guess. Like, if but Harley I also Quinn's liked it. I liked the page turn. You yeah, know what I mean? The, the the kind of like, hey, you know, Poison Ivy basically is like, are you going to go in there by yourself? And she stops her, and they have this like little moment, uh, and she's like, you know what? You're strong enough. You can do this on your own. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll meet you and whatever. And then Ivy or um, Harley basically shows up, and it's Joker, and she just is basically like this what we had everything that's gone it's it's done and he's been infected with the rage virus yeah so like. he's not hearing any of it yeah so it, it, i don't know there's just something cool there was something powerful about that last yeah. panel you know what i mean where like especially since we didn't know what exactly she was walking yeah I, I, she could have been walking into like a zombie thing you know mm-hmm. what i mean but the fact that it's just him yeah was there was something that's powerful true. about that I yeah think. uh and then it cuts away to uh Di- dean dina lance or is it dina i don't know uh <laughs> 
Black Canary. <laughs> we'll yep. say Black Canary. Uh, Arthur Morgan. It's not what? Arthur Morgan. No, what's his name? That's the guy from Red Dead. I know, but what's Arthur's name? Ollie. Ollie. Uh, from Oliver King. Oliver Queen. Oliver Queen. <laughs> we got oh, there. Yeah, Oliver Queen. Green Arrow. Yeah, gr- the Green Arrow, and then Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern, and yeah. they're all on a camping trip together. Uh, Hal Jordan's like, "Hey, you know what? I'm not feeling super great. I'm going to retire for the night." Um, Green Arrow and Black Canary start uh, rocking out, and then there's like a horrible howl from the tent. The Green Air or the Green Lantern pops out and is zombified. Tries to kill uh, Ollie. Black Canary fucking kills him. Yeah, and then uh, his ring is like the the cool a really cool scene. Um, his ring selects her as another member. So that's of- what happened when a Green Lantern dies. It's got to find another new Green Lantern. Right, and she they find her. Her will is strong. She yeah. she has the power to overcome yeah. come overcome overcome <laughs> great horror and she fucking So is Black a- Canary's the new Green Lantern. Is she Green Canary? That's the question. That is the question. I don't know. Yep. But it is pretty cool. I liked that. I thought twist. that was pretty dope. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> I, so the fucking dialogue is super cool. Like I love, I love Ollie being like Pretty Bird. What did you do? What did yeah. you? And like his like corpse is all like fucking wrecked. No, and they stuff. did a good job with a lot of this. I yeah, thought, it was and like so the good. characters specifically. Like I like the Harley Quinn thing was good. The Black yep. Canary thing was good, the and da- the, the Batman da- thing the was Damian good. Damian Wayne, yeah. So and Damian Wayne, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll just touch on the last major thing that happens. Um, Batman is in on comms with the whole team. You know, Green Lantern and everything. They're like this huge crisis is going on. Everyone was separated. Uh, Batman is basically like I've been infected. I don't know if it's just my brain or if this... He's, so he's put himself in the Mr. Freeze suit to yeah. try to slow the virus down, which I thought was a really cool touch. Yeah, that was a cool touch. And I like he, that. he basically says that like he thinks that it's his brain that wants to give in yeah. to, the, to the anger and to the rage. Um, he tells Damien, his son, that Alfred has had something to him that he just wishes that he could be around to see him. Yeah. And then he changes. And the very last panel is Alfred being like, I'm so sorry, Bruce. Fucking... This shotgun. Should, yeah, this should never out. have happened to you, especially. And he just fucking brains him <laughs> with a shotgun. Fucking. Oh, that was so. This good. was so cool. It was so unique. Tom Taylor, like, man, that guy. Give yeah. that man anything, dude. Yeah, that's man. What a fucking breakout story. Like, yeah, to go from injustice, which no one thought would be anything, to injustice, like a hundred issues later, and out of this. Yeah, and he also he he's written a lot of. Um, marvel books more recently but oh, yeah. like, i feel like he really does shine in dc like when they give him the creative yeah i think marvel's a little bit and maybe this is changing right with things like immortal hulk they, they right. might be a little bit more um averse to like adult themed well and care and careful about their brand right? yeah they don't want they don't want their brand they don't want to see batman get shot or, yeah them you know, see bright and sunny and they yeah, they don't want Captain. Way. They don't want Captain America getting shot in the face with a yeah. shotgun because he turned into a yeah. zombie, right? But they like, do the, have some. Yeah, I mean, they do have Marvel zombies, but it's that's different. It though. is different. You know what yeah, I mean? it's they more campy. I feel yeah, like yeah. I don't know. I but I do think things that Marvel are changing. They're they're giving their writers a bit more creative license. Yeah, especially with things like Immortal Hulk. We talk yeah. about that almost like I don't know once a month. You yeah. know, and how you're you're taking the Hulk right. And making he's an Avenger, he's yep. a fucking Mark Ruffalo, but you're making him into this horrifying, 
supernatural supernatural demon thing of... that's like not good not evil it doesn't make you feel good though yeah, you know yeah. so that's kind of what this not was a good guy yeah uh the art was super solid in this love it was the, really good love the cover the cover was excellent loved it from front to back Gary pulled it for the poison ivy cover you know I, for sure hey we stand poison ivy and harley quinn here it's on this true podcast. it's true they yeah i i have not been exposed to comics long enough to get sick of that and i don't know if i ever will Honestly, like, yeah, you have to be some kind of piece of shit to get sick of that. You know what I mean? <laughs> to, to get sick of Harley on her own, yeah. I, I can get. You yeah, know what I, I mean? That. Because she's kind of obnoxious. But to get sick of that, like, I don't know. They they just it, they've hit on something with yeah. that with that dynamic. Yeah. It's fucking good, and yeah. it, I don't know. It's really good. Yeah, I'm excited. Also, uh, kind of a uh, an aside, uh, an aside, aside bar. Uh, they just talked about uh, Birds of Prey is going to start filming soon, and it's Ooh. going to be the lowest budget DC film to date, which actually makes me pretty encouraged about it. That means they won't have any, like, we need to justify this gigantic battle for Yeah, no let's reason. make a giant CG battle. So, yeah, as if- far as I'm concerned, less the better. Uh, I lost my beer for a second, but oh. crisis averted. Heroes yep, in yep. crisis. But yeah, I, I really hope that movie will be good. Yeah. I, could, I could use some more of it. And now Joss Whedon's not doing Batgirl anymore, right? Correct, yeah. Foyed. Yeah, Batgirl's up in the air. It's uh, Who knows if anyone will do it. But <sighs> but the R-Pats Batman uh, march has continued and uh, may have a trilogy in it. So I'm excited for... We're both excited for that, how can I we, think. How can we even have a trilogy if the first movie hasn't come out, Dan? Uh, uh, oh, distribution uh, rights? Yeah, I was going to say, know. that is the most ignorant thing of me to say ever. <laughs> how can you say that there's a trilogy? You can only make a trilogy there's if the first movie's good, right? contracts. <laughs> well, yeah, contracts and then also just like cynical movie shit. They're like, even if the first one bombs fucking people just line up yeah. and be like, give me the fucking popcorn in yeah. the movies. I need to go see I my movies. I need to movies. go see my Batman. I need to see my Batmans. I don't like Robert Pat. He was in Twilight, right? Well, I don't oh, know. He's gonna pop oh, people. No. Yeah. yeah, there's the... I, I think, yeah, Batman's too big to fail. I think they're confident. Whatever. Batman's too big to fail, you say? Speaking of which... Speaking of which, we've got Batman number 72, written by Tom King. Tom King. With art by Mikhail Janin and Jorge Fornes, uh, with colors by Jordi Belair and Clayton Cowles on the letters. Dan. Yes. Please. Yes. You're yes. a bat you're yes. a Batman. I'm a bat fan. You're a Batman and a bat fan. Please yep. tell us about this Batman's. This is continuing the disappointing arc that we have been reading for i don't know man like five months it feels like i don't know right we've been reading batman since this podcast started and before so i know but like this this specific i don't know yeah it feels like it's been going on forever like since we started the podcast but like w- with the whole cat woman marriage cat thing, whamming the cat whamming and the marriage and uh <laughs> it, it feels like it's all been building up to this and it's been bad every step of the way am i right not every step i think there have been glimmers of like so pretty much i think we we talk about this all the time but i think that tom king issue one through 48 or 49 was very good <laughs> is that specific enough for well because 50 was the wedding issue okay everything okay. was leading up to the wedding issue and i Dude, just, it was bad before the wedding issue well, I, I don't i don't know did did we were, were we reading it when they were on that double date and stuff like that that was like I feel like that was like 40 something i don't remember yeah so leading up to the wedding no there was really good stuff leading up to the wedding it was the right. wedding issue that was like 
the bane to Tom yeah. King's run, right? It just yeah. broke. It just broke the fucking. Back yeah, you're of right. Because like right before the wedding issue, there was that one with Catwoman and Joker having yeah, that a conversation was that was great. really good. And you just like in your in your mind, and you're like, just don't you know what? Because because yeah. they did the thing where they're like, they did the thing. They're like the they're bait like, and switch. Yeah, can Batman be happy? No. Be, can Batman be happy if you marry him? And you're no. just like, just, just do the thing where like you're like you're yeah you're planning it you're planning it you're planning it. And then just like don't do it, you yeah. know what I mean? That's the that's yeah. the most surprising thing. But yeah. then they were like, oh, but she left him at the altar, you know? It's like, oh, okay, who could have possibly predicted? Who could have predicted? Uh, so this is yeah, this is they're wrapping up their run. What is this? This is uh seventy two. Say they're wrapping it, it up, man. There's yeah, 12 you're right. More. There's twelve more. At but, least two arcs. <laughs> yeah, you're right. They're at least two ramping tra- up at least. Yeah, there's they're two not more. wrapping up, but they're ramping up. Right. There's two more trade paperbacks left of this baby. Yeah. So they're doing a thing and eventually it'll be uh catwoman and batman and tom king running writing his own separate thing but he's got a few issues until that until then we are slogged with batman versus bane emotionally breaking batman which sounds absurd but then physically and is absurd and then yeah he so he he beats the shit out of batman and he breaks his back again a not so subtle allusion to batman nightfall when bane broke his back the first time like i don't know in the early 2000s maybe 90s uh so yeah this was pretty boring it was pretty bad (laughs) it was there was a lot of good art there were a lot of great double page spreads including this one keeping up with tradition tom king gets some of the best fucking illustrators in dc right like like right like drawing for dc right now yeah so super good this whole issue is just quotes from it's in like the batman font or whatever where like they have the text bubbles yeah. and it's black in the background so it's like is this batman but Who, it's, it's he's talking tom, about yeah. batman yeah. in the third person uh-huh. um and then at the end you find out that it's thomas wayne's batman batman's dad from an alternate dimension and he's like working with bane and how to fuck up batman was there a big old... Yeah, there's a little buggo over here. Yeah, so, okay. I think we need to read... I think we're at this point now where we need to read Doomsday Clock. Because, like, I think shit is happening in the in the DC universe where, like, things are starting to collide a little bit. I don't think so, man. You don't? I don't think this would that would help this at all. I mean, we know everything we need to know. Thomas Wayne is in the main dcu continuity Uh he did that because of the button i read the button it didn't really provide much exposition in terms of that but it doesn't matter all you need to know is he's in the main line dc continuity and he wants to help bane break batman for some reason for some reason okay for some reason so you don't think that we would be enriched at all to read doomsday clock at this point no i think we should just save it like for we one, were talking for, for one big shotgun yeah event. yeah a little 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 special podcast i'm very excited to well read especially that. since like it really does feel like they're paying off on it now like there's stuff that's happening in other books that we read this week there's stuff yeah. that's been going on it does feel like they're trying to they're trying to like pay off on that. I I don't really feel the reason I'm talking about this is because like Batman number seventy two didn't really do much for me. I thought yeah. it was okay. Um, I don't care enough about Batman to like be bothered by the fact that they reuse the backbreaking thing. Does that bother you? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it feels yeah. unearned because it's like it is. They're writing about one of. Like, they're writing an allusion to or whatever you want to call it. They're uh-huh. doing the same thing that already happens in yeah. a iconic batman series like a decade a couple decades ago 
Okay. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, why do that? Right. Unless this is really good. And this is definitely not good. Yeah. Like, it, you know, maybe if <laughs> you could pass it as average, but it's like, why even allude to that when you're not really doing anything with it. Like, it, it doesn't seem particularly creative. There's no reason. It doesn't really allude, really, to Nightfall at all, except for the fact that Bane is the main pro- antagonist. I don't know. So this podcast is actually um, part of Danny Mac's therapy. Um, we, we try to have him talk out all of his grievances about what they're doing with Batman in the modern age. Yep, so and, and let him work. Let him, wor- let him work through this, folks. Uh, going through it. Are you okay? I'm okay. You holding up? I'm holding up. I'm going to get there. Is Batman's spine holding up? <laughs> sure isn't sure isn't that shit got shattered yeah, yeah. i don't really care uh but that, that's that's not to say that like that it's fine you know what i mean like the fact that i yeah. don't really care about it is like telling right yeah. you know i should be i should care right if if, if this whole thing has been leading yeah. up and this has been like some seminal and they've moment. been doing it for like 25 issues or whatever and they've been doing it more than that too because like tom king's very first run i don't think you've read it um or i don't even know if it was his first but it might be his first or second arc is all about bane oh okay and so it, this really it, this is this is echoes of it it's yeah these are mirrored images of what they haven't really done much with bane like building him as a character or anything right. it's but just they, like they definitely oh, bane's behind it all they did it though they they did yeah, do it like early in early day. in the run which i don't think you've read but like that i mean but at the same time i did read it yeah and this doesn't necessarily feel like a payoff yeah you know yeah um so it just I, seems mm. weak it seems lazy i don't know There's... i don't want to say the word lazy let's, let's cut the, let's not use that word you know well i think it's kind of lazy isn't okay. it like okay you're like it's very hard i think it's very hard to to use words like that uh when we're not you know people i mean yeah make... i'm not as talented as tom king but i can still say we don't, that like we don't do this what's full... happening here doesn't relate to what happened there it's like i don't know he seems to just be pulling it out of his ass like kind of out of nowhere i don't know okay that's fine i mean if it's not for us it's not for us i just like there's certain there's certain, i don't know i just try not to use words like lazy because it's like clearly he's working very hard you know just because it doesn't stick and it's not good doesn't mean he's not putting a bunch of effort into it right lazy is one of those things that implies that like he doesn't give a shit you know he's just like cutting corners yeah i guess there's it a little doesn't... bug that's flying around he just landed on his fucking forehead get it dan i think you got him I guess I don't know. It's still seems... I, it's just my personal thing. It's fine. We we don't have to we don't have to dwell on it anymore. But yeah, it but was fine. It Still seems lazy to me. I'm okay. gonna stand by it. <laughs> You're gonna stand, uh, Dan, Dan. This is the hill that Danny Mac will die on. Yeah, that Tom King is lazy. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to this, Heroes in Crisis had some. I don't know. He's good at taking risks sometimes, but this yeah. isn't one of those times. It's just a lack of. It, I don't know if it's a lack of inspiration. I don't even want to go that far. It's just like it's one of those things where. Yeah, who knows? What it, the fuck do we know? It's just not hitting for us right now, and I hope that it does because there's 13 issues left. Maybe once this whole thing wraps up, maybe we'll get something good. We're gonna see it. Out. I'm kind of curious to see where the Thomas Wayne stuff goes yep. and where the Catwoman stuff goes. Right. Yeah. So. I we have this we have this little pet theory so uh, put this shit down write it down mark it on your calendars we have this feeling that uh, Batman is going to be broken throughout most of the rest of Tom King's run and that it's going to be Selina uh, Catwoman that comes and does everything for the rest out and that would make a lot of sense considering uh tom king is going to be writing a Batman and Catwoman thing after yeah. this so and also I, I hope think... it's a monthly 
yeah. I do hope it's a monthly. Me I hope too. I hope it's only twelve issues. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Also, I think that uh, that's Thomas th- Wayne will turn good at the end. That's my other prediction. Okay. Yeah. But his eyes are red at the end of this one. That means he's evil, Dan. Uh, yeah, that's true. He's red. In, he's red. red right, it's red right. in all of them, though. Right. And I don't know when he met Batman in the button. And when I read that, it didn't seem like he was totally evil. Like he's clearly yeah. got some other kind of motivation. We'll, we'll see. All right, let's move on. Yep, uh, we're gonna move on to Green Lantern number eight. This one's written by Grant Morrison with art by Liam Sharp and letters by Jorn. Orsakowski. Uh, I'll take this one. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> Except I don't really fucking know what's going on here. This is a really fun... So this is Grant Morrison's Green Lantern, which is like Hal Jordan's space cop. Uh, yep. This is not zombie Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan's very much not a zombie and very not much a alive. Zombie in this. Uh, he might be a crooked cop, but that's fine. Unzombified. Um, Dan, if I tried to do a high-level summary of this book, I have no, I have no idea what the fuck's going on, but I do know... I burped. Uh, that this is a team-up... Between Green Lantern yep. and Green Arrow, which the is Green Boys, the Green Boys, which was super fun. Uh, they were hunting down some dudes who were peddling like space drugs, but yeah. the space drugs are actually human souls <laughs> uh, that humans were selling to them for space for, drugs. For space drugs, which were human <laughs> souls. It's this weird. That was a weird thing. It was nonsense. Yeah. It was. It was nonsense. But also, like Grant Morrison probably did a lot of space drugs. Yeah, I'm not going to say did. that. I'm not going to say that Grant Morrison didn't at one point smoke a human soul. Right? Yeah, like for, yeah. to write a Who's book like this. Say? My favorite part of this, Dan, was when they were referring to Earth as soil. Yeah, and they were like, they call this planet soil. The people that live there call it soil. I, don't know, I thought that was really fucking. Funny. Yeah, that was funny. Um. Yeah. I. This was not utter nonsense but it was super fun all yeah the way through. i don't remember all of the crazy shit that happened there was a gigantic green arrow that was actually a telepathic oh, yeah, dog that was the thing no it was a the gigantic green arrow was a gigantic green arrow I named think. zine arrow named zine arrow i thought he yeah. was a dog and there was also zine lantern sure and, but like zine arrow had a problem with his belt uh-huh. And the problem with his belt made, like, Earth's gravity completely kill him because giant humans aren't supposed to exist on Earth in our Right, because he was so big, so the gravity was crushing his lungs. Exactly. It and makes normally he then. has a belt to help him with that. Yeah, but his belt was malfunctioning. But his belt was broken because they and broke. That's, and that's, the bad guys broke his belt, Because the bad guys broke his belt. And so then they're fighting him and also trying to save Zine Lantern. Yeah. Um, my actual favorite part of this was when um, Ollie and uh, Hal were at Ollie's apartment. Yeah. And Ollie made him a sauce, and he's like, yeah. this is really good well, sauce. This is really good sauce. And then, he dr- and then he drinks out of the sink, Yeah, and Ollie's like, what the fuck is the matter with you? That's why you're a space bachelor, is you fucking drink <laughs> you from the drink sink like a degenerate. Sink, you fucking weirdo. I don't know. There's nothing really much to say about this. Like, it's it continues to be this really weird, wacky throwback to like the 90s it's a very yeah. fun comic to read yeah it's it is fun utter nonsense you, especially you never like know a, what you're gonna get right especially a one shot like this i did like the the line with like you didn't fall in love with that space vampire chick. yeah i don't this is really fucking funny only only grant morrison would like bring back zine arrow yeah from fucking who knows when probably like 1986 or right something. it's probably it's been a while since we've seen zine arrow but it's good <laughs> to know that he survived the 52 to rebirth continuity you know so and there was also a bunch of stuff in this <laughs> poor wally like, west's family yeah didn't make it but zine but arrow zine did, arrow did <laughs> don't yeah. worry guys uh and then sinestro shows up at the end oh right? yeah and sinestro shows up so that'll be fun yeah. i would love to see Grant Morrison doing some weird shit with Sinestro. I, ho- I just fun. hope that they don't bring up what was the what was the ultraviolet core. Oh yeah, Yeesh. 
That was some uh, Scott Snyder fucking yep. Justice, Justice League, League stuff. So great Green Lantern continues to be really fun to read and it continues to be super gorgeous to look at. Yeah. Liam Sharp does a wonderful job kind of doing this weird 90s throwback thing, but also kind of modernizing yeah. it. He does, the, he does the perfect thing where it, like, it looks like what you think... 90s comic look like right with like an hd he's just like but yeah in 4k right yeah yeah with hdr it's like how you how you played kingdom hearts remix and final cut remix final cut remix HDR and you're like oh 5-1. this is exactly how i remember this playing yep. except it wasn't it's just like they just modernized it to fit your memory of just, hd graphics they just upscaled it to 4k and exactly. slapped out fat texture on top yep. of sora yep here. And that's all you need. And they gave, $60. They gave, they, well gave, they, gave it, they gave him dick physics. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the dick folks, jiggle physics. Yeah, the folks have been clamoring for Sora's dick physics. They, oh, yeah, no. in Japan, maybe. Who Dan, knows? I think dick physics might be the name of this thing. I don't want to jump the gun. That's a big oof, my friend. That's a, I don't want to jump the gun. <laughs> bigger, bigger oof than white slavery. Oh, I don't God. think we'll ever yeah, recover true. from that. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, we so, also haven't rated in. I know. Is but, that okay? Yeah, okay, I, we'll we've been kind of shotgunning through it. Let's just, just not rate them this yeah. week. And okay. also, yeah, what the fuck are ratings at the you end know, of the day? Ratings are bullshit. We don't know anything. And also, even if we did, like a arbitrary one to five scale i feel like doesn't really communicate that being said five to five okay yeah, moving exactly. on young justice number six i'd give this podcast five out of five though you know no, i said I mean? five to five no i know but i would give this podcast a five out of five dan explain it to me one five more time out of five five stars out of five stars that's a hundred percent perfect that's what i would give it okay cool very good excellent okay. moving on moving we've got on. young justice number six written by brian michael bendis with art by john timms Gabe Altabe on colors and Wes Abbott on the letters. Dan, I'm yes. going to hand yes. the book off to you for yes. a review, my friend. Yes. All right, so yes, here yes, we yes, join yes, 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 yes. the Young Justice crew on Gem World yet again. Is this John Kent? Connor uh, Kent. Connor. His just name yes. is Connor. We don't know his last name. No, yeah. He, he doesn't really have a last name because he's, he's a clone. clone of Superman. <laughs> of course. Um, but yeah, so it's got. This is. Brian Michael Bendis's Wonder Comics yep. flagship. Yep. Um, so it's got the Gem Princess. I forget her name. Amethyst. Amethyst. It's got, I think, Tim Drake as Robin. It's Who, got... Yes, it's Tim Drake's Robin. Jenny Hex. Ginny Hex. Ginny Hex. Yep. Jonah Hex's great-granddaughter. It's got Connor, Superboy, Superman's clone, wearing that sexy leather jacket Straight. with the punks shoulder spikes straight out the 80s yep yep uh it's got wonder girl who we didn't know existed until this she it's, must exist though uh i mean yeah apparently bendis is, we, we found this out with a bargain bin this week bendis is drinking deep on these like fucking yeah, wonder comics yeah reprints. so he yeah. yeah he he knows his shit he clearly has a love for like a 90s dc which i didn't realize yeah. anyone had a love for <laughs> right? yeah exactly also got kid flash yep and Teen Lantern, who they actually give details about in this. We, neither of us knew who Teen Lantern was in the previous. Uh, she's eleven, issues, apparently. But... She doesn't look like she's eleven, but that's fine. Maybe yeah, it's the Green Green Lantern. Pretty thing. cool though. Like I yeah. thought her origin story was cool. Than it was better than it was cooler than I was expecting. She is a eleven year old from Bolivia. Yep. Who hacks a Green Lantern and taps into its power? Right, which means 
I guess I guess if you can hack into a Green Lantern, you might as well just get the ring, right? Because you've yeah, got the will, right? right? Yeah, exactly. So and she was like trying to get an internship at the Justice League. She said, "That's funny." <laughs> yeah, it was pretty well, she, good. Uh, if only, if only we could have an internship with the Justice League with her with the Wonder Twins. Oh, dude, that'd be, oh, that'd so, be so funny. Good. Yeah. Maybe they'll do a crossover. Yeah, event. that would be great. The Wonder Twins. There is a crossover best. coming up. Not to not to derail this too much, but there's a DC Black Hammer crossover event coming oh. up next month interesting which considering that black hammer is like kind of like a like a, a tribute to golden yeah. age silver age yeah bronze age i don't remember which age i but don't the, either the oldest the, one the, of the oldest old. ages of dc comics i think probably that's really, bronze then right yeah it's, i think that's pretty interesting yeah. it should be pretty cool anyway continue. maybe gold is first that's what i'm thinking like i think gold is first but I don't know. Sil- I know th- the the problem is that I know Silver Age is like the 70s yeah, and the 80s. Yeah. But it's like smack dab in the oh, middle, so that does not help at all. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, there's, they're still on Gemworld. King Opal is the bad guy. Fuck you, King Opal! And he's still hunting them. It turns out that Superboy's wife and child aren't really his wife and child. What a lazy cop-out. It is a lazy cop-out. So and then he just he can, fucking leaves them. So that he can just leave and go to wherever love, they go next. My favorite part is that she's like totally okay with it yeah she's like wait we built this farm together <laughs> i have a baby and you're just gonna fucking fuck off yeah and leave my cute face and bangs behind yeah. what are you doing but also to be fair like for all we know he could have been there for a week like initially we, initially we were led to believe that it was his kid and his wife but now it turns out that she was already preggers at the time of the kid so i guess he's been because the kid's like i don't know like two or, it doesn't matter he's been there for a bit he's leaving <laughs> He doesn't give a fuck no, he's about this woman's wife and child. He breaks some people's arms, and they are fucking up King Opal. Flat Kid Flash steals a super important gem. That was my favorite. Let's just let's talk about this sequence of panels. Yeah, right? that was a good panel. So, so Amethyst is describing. She's describing in this like kind of linear panel layout, um, yeah. kind of like the, all the horrors that you have to go. And so Kid Flash is yeah. standing there for like three out of the four, and then in one he's gone, and then the next he's back, but he's holding the object that she's <laughs> yeah. describing. I think she's like, wait, did you just steal it? He's like, yeah, no, this is it right here. Yeah, right? this is it. I found it. I thought that was so good. I <laughs> yeah, that, that was, was so good. funny. It's just some good Flash stuff. That's, yeah, that's some just just Flash thing. So they steal it from it, and then the castle turns into a giant, uh, I don't know. like Rock demon? Yeah. Shadow gargoyle. of the Colossus? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then it turns out this will be the end of Gemworld, because they beat the fuck out of uh, King Opal. They leave. And the, um, the instead other... of sending them home, they banish them to the multiverse or something. Yeah, That's the other weird. like rulers of Gemworld, they're like, oh, they shouldn't have done that because we told Prince Opal or Princess Opal not to fucking they, do that or Princess whatever. Amethyst. Amethyst. That's they it. technically violated our bylaws, so we banished them. So to we the banished them. Realm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So wherever they're gonna be going next, Superboy's without his super baby and super uh, baby and super babe and Princess Amethyst is joining them. Cool. So I'm yeah. This was good. I liked it. It was a good wrap up to the first arc. Yeah, I thought it was pretty fun. Yeah, it's like yeah. I mean like King Opal wasn't really shit, but it doesn't really really. And there's still some talk in here about the multiverse stuff. We're still talking about Mm. about Tim Drake remembering Young Justice, which existed in New Fifty Two, and being aware of that. So there's stuff happening in the DC universe that's really cool. Um, we'll see. I I have a feeling this is leading up to something in like the next couple years, like maybe after Leviathan. They take a year, and then after that year, 
like all the stuff is bubbling, right? Yeah. It starts leaking into more books, more books, more books, and then yep. boom, this big event. Yeah. Maybe another rebirth, something like that. Something I, like that. It's been really it's been really fun. This has been a hell of a journey. Yeah, I'm along for the ride. I, Good on you, DC. You yeah. get you, you did it you did a you did a reboot. Yep. And then you fucking um kept it going and you didn't like just instantly reboot it like a year away just because you started like your sale you 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 maintained and I think that that's something kind of neat. There's something laudable about that there. And it's kinda cool that it's like, yeah, it rebooted, but also we choose to retain elements of that reboot and kind of harken back to them yeah and talk to. about it and that yeah. means that there's something right because yeah. we've rebooted and that's like not just it's a like, corporate decision it's like yeah. a creative decision it's acknowledging the fact that there was this continuity us away from it and then yeah. it's it's threatening that both of those are going to collide which yeah. could which is like again it's like yeah you could think of it as like a a cynical like we, yeah. we planned this reboot knowing that like, four oh, years down the line to just remember the old shit you gotta right. start new for everything for all the for all the kids. But if you days. can make it work, yeah, whatever, man. I don't care as long as the stories are good. And this I has mean, been I hate new. like, uh, yeah, I I really dislike just continuity for the sake of continuity. It's like when the all the the new Star Wars movies came out and and people were bitching about like, hey. oh, it's the they're not the the novels aren't included. They're <laughs> disregarding the canon hey, of the hey. Star Wars novels. Hey, Dad, you remember Obi Wan Kenobi? Yeah. <laughs> Obi Wan was my favorite Jedi. <laughs> I no, Obi-Wan. it gets way worse than that, man. Does it's it? like it's, people. I mean, Obi Wan is is always in it. It's like, oh, fucking uh, hate- Dash Rendar. It doesn't <laughs> exist. Dash Rendar. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Dash He's- Rendar would have been running around this time, and he would have absolutely destroyed the entire Sith army. I can't believe because Dash my fan Rendar. fiction that I wrote in 1997 specifically referenced Dash yeah, Rendar. Exactly, and it was acknowledged once by George Lucas. Uh, on a forum <laughs> post, so it's canon. <laughs> I like. I could not believe that argument when I saw it, but like, I I knew people who were like, I can't believe they're disregarding the Star Wars novels, and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You want people who are watching a movie in 2019 to know about novels of Star Wars? People don't read that baby. existed in 1990. Well, also, like, I mean, sure, but. If there was like three of them, maybe, but there's yeah. been like seventy, right? Yeah. There's like you need like you need a decade worth of movies to explain all that shit. So yeah. like, if like if there were three, I could see it. Yeah, I could me see too. the argument, right? But if there were like but even like, if there were like ten Star Wars isn't a very tightly contained universe. No, and they, it's they, like they, it's they, fucking everywhere. Right. And they also in the nineties and in before the prequels, it was also not a very tightly contained IP. Yeah. They let pretty much anyone yeah. right in the star wars yeah. that's why you had like you had like the you know um knights of the old republic you yeah know, you yeah. had all those novels yeah. it's like yep yeah i'm sorry it wasn't it was never canon <laughs> i you you have to sit these people down yeah. you know what i mean and be like why don't you have a seat why don't you have a seat? before we talk about this hey how you doing well okay i got some snacks uh, there's a glass of water right beside you. You yeah. should drink that glass of water. You should drink drink the glass of water. This might a li- calm you down. There's a lime. There's some lemon. You know, there's I don't know what you want. There's a cucumber. Put it in it. Stir it around. Have a seat. Um, the Star Wars novels aren't canon. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry to break it to you, but uh, and I'm sorry to break it to you, folks. But that's the end of DC uh, books for this week. Um, Dan and I are gonna go get another beer though, yeah. so uh, it's gonna be good. We're gonna be back. We're gonna be blah, liquored up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to hit you up with some more comic books, but you just sit right tight and sexy, okay? Twite. Hoy.
Okay, we're back. Back. Okay. 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 Uh, that was the longest break in Craft Comics history. I made ourselves, myself, and Dan. And me. Uh, a delicious quesadilla with Monterey Jack cheese, uh, Colby Jack cheese, a little bit of cheddar, and some crushed up flaming Hot Doritos. It was wonderful. Yeah, it's going to save our lives because yep. we, we got uh, another beer up on the docket. 16 we ounces. Sure Dan, take us away. Oh, baby. You are in for a treat, Jerry. Yeah. I have talked this up to you. Uh-huh. I have talked this up to all of my friends. Yes. You need... After a nice hot snack like a quesadilla, uh huh, you need to bring yourself. Yep, you got to bring yourself back down to that base level with a nice cold snack. Yeah, a cold snack. All the fans will know what I'm talking about when I say cold snack because you need yourself a Montucky cold snack. Montucky, (laughs) sixteen ounces of refreshment. Sixteen ounces of lager. Of lager. (laughs) Montucky cold snacks are the new. I want to say, like, I, I feel like they're trying to get into that PBR market. You know yep. what I mean? Like, they're trying to ease their way into Who, that cheap fucking beer. Who says that PBR cornered the hipster market when we yeah. got these Montucky cold snacks? cold snacks, Okay, baby. one. Let me, ask you, let me ask you several questions, Dan. Yes. Does PBR have a memeable name? No. No. Does PBR have a memeable can? Not really. That's all the questions I have today yeah. because, like, I'm I'm a millennial. Yep. I need memes. I need the, memes. I need the them only thing. Yeah. everywhere that I can see on all my beverages and snacks. Dan, this is an official, uh, unofficial. This is the official, unofficial beer of Montana, the Montucky Cold <laughs> Snack. There's a unicorn on it. There's a rainbow behind it. Happy yep. Pride, everybody. Yep. 8% goes back to local causes. Uh, yep. And because I'm a millennial, I'm not going to look any further. I'm just going to assume that those local causes are good ones. Yep. Why not? And because it looks good on a can. It does. So here's the thing. Their can is like this all the time. This is not a Pride event can. Okay. But when I did buy it, I, I saw that it's like a Pride event like sale or something like that. You know, like during Pride Month, they're going to give like X amount back uh, to LGBTQ causes, which is dope. Um, but yeah, they, their website, if you're ever in the mood you should stop by because it's it's exactly what you would expect from someone who makes this can and a beer called Montucky Cold Snacks. It's like they're trying to make it into a brand and like a yeah. lifestyle kind of thing. Yeah. It's like they've got Montucky branded swim shorts. I was gonna say they've got merch, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. They've got merch like premium price merch. Like it's it's too expensive for me to buy, but I'm sure a fuck ton of people are going to buy it. Hey, you know what? Birthdays are coming up. Yeah, it's it's the su- yeah. it's the season for birthdays. If you want to buy me a, a, a pair of shorts that are yeah. Montucky Cold Snack shorts yeah. that are like too short, you know. Yeah. Oh, by dude. all means yeah they've got those yeah. they definitely have i know those. they do yeah yep. they give me a nice old moose knuckle you know <laughs> so i think the main uh or it's run by two brewers i think one of them's from montana one of them's from kentucky hence the name and uh, man i just love the fact that they call it a cold snack <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's fucking... the greatest name for a beer <laughs> it really ever. is how did they land on that like how many hours of product testing do you think they had none before? that's the brilliant thing like because like no <laughs> no amount of fucking boardroom executives coming up with any bullshit it's like the name wasn't made for the beer the beer was made for the name exactly like, yeah like i said like, no no amount no many hours of fucking cynical focus testing yeah you know, coming up with fucking names and stuff in a boardroom is gonna come up with a yeah. calling a beer a cold snack a montucky cold snack that is that. that is the product of two dudes from montana getting high or drunk <laughs> as fuck sitting around a thing being like dude we should make a beer called the montucky cold snack and they're like 
No, dude, we should make a beer called the Montucky, Montucky Cold Snack. Montucky Cold Snack. And they just keep repeating it and it keeps getting Because it's fucking better. brilliant, mm-hmm. man. It's a cold snack. That's what I'm drinking right now. That's what I'm drinking, yeah. It's like beer is liquid bread. It's a cold snack. And what's wild about this, Dan, is that this is actually, as far as lagers go, this is a fucking tasty lager for being as dirt cheap as it is. It really is. Like, I, I am very refreshed drinking this it's shit. It's Kolsch in a way that, yeah. like, in, in like in a way that, like, most Pilsner, your Miller Lights, your PBRs, they, they don't have this flavor. There's like a very the strong yeast character. yeast character in this beer and like for how much is this for a six pack of 16 ounces for a six pack of 16 ounces it's 550 fuck <laughs> me because like this is good this isn't like this isn't yeah. like i'm paying 30 dollars for an 18 pack of pbr this yeah. is like i'm paying five bucks for six 16 ounces yeah. and it tastes way better than yeah. a pbr and they I, I think they sell like 30 racks for like you know like 15 bucks or something mm. like that it's it's the price point is correct <laughs> The taste is wonderful, in my opinion. Yeah, it's it like, might be the branding because it's like I don't know. No, I honestly think I've drinking a lot. Of, I I was prepared for this beer to taste exactly like Miller Lite, mm-hmm. exactly like Bush Light, exactly like mm-hmm. all the other pilsners that we like drink for cheap because it's, yep. it's water in the summertime, right? Yep. This is not it. It tastes different. It's unique. It's Kolsch in a way that like yeah, I was not expecting at all. I'm actually super pleasantly surprised. <laughs> Like nice. the, the bar was very low for this beer. Yeah, it doubled the bar in oh, my baby. opinion. Like I was oh, like, baby, it's crisp, it's refreshing, but there's like there's a funk to it. Yeah, that most most loggers that you drink, like Millers or whatever, your grandpa drinks. You know what I mean? Yeah, they don't yeah, have, yeah. they don't have a funk. They I want I don't want to. Oh, it's a dark beer. You know my my grandpa thinks everything that isn't Miller. I love my grandpa. Don't get me wrong, please. Don't yeah, get me you've wrong. told me about this. My grandpa d- thinks that every beer that isn't like Miller Lite is a dark beer. So yeah, he calls like, like IPAs, an, and IPA, shit. a dark beer. Anything that has like a bunch of like flavor is a dark beer. Yep, which is yep. Adorable. I, well, I it love sounds so like much. you're just about ready to move to Montucky, Jerry. Let me go. <laughs> Let me let me out. Let he me wants to frolic with the unicorns. Yeah, do they have unicorns in Kentucky? K- K- I mean, maybe. I mean, Wait. according to the the can, is they this sure something do. about? Is this something? Okay, how cl- Montana isn't even anywhere near Kentucky, is it? No, not at all. Geographically, no. I was like, is this something about being on the border of Kentucky? Yeah. You nope. want to hear? You want to hear a dumb question that I had? This sure. Is, this is for the this is for the listeners at home. I. <laughs> I asked if it was possible if an ocean could be, if an ocean could be on the east and west coast of different countries, <laughs> of two different countries, and people were like, "Yeah," <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I don't know. They could draw a line down the middle of it. I don't know. Maybe the Atlantic Ocean is only an ocean that's on the west." Side. You mean like nominally, or you mean physically? Physically. So, oh, okay. You know, it's a dumb question. Yeah, I, that's I, a dumb question. I, I realized it after I said it. Nominally, I think that's a decent question. I don't like, know what nominally means. So, like, according to the name, like, Pacific Ocean versus Atlantic Ocean. Oh, yes, the nominally. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, then I think that's not a stupid question. It's not stupid? I don't think so. Thank you, Dan! It's like, what if there's, like, you know, at the bottom of some country, it's like, maybe they just don't even get into... Or what What I was thinking is that, like, maybe once the ocean touches a, a different co- continent's East Coast, it becomes a different ocean. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that a dumb question? It's uh, dumb now. You're changing your mind. Might, Never mind. It, that's it, not. Nope. Nope. That's not what be, I meant. Damn. Be, that's no, not what I meant. No, I was no, just yeah. testing. I, I know what you mean. I was just but, testing so, your viewers. Wait, but here's a real question uh-huh. that I don't know the answer to. Okay. Lay it on me, Daddy. <laughs> well, um. So you're wondering if east and west coasts of a country 
can be on the same ocean. Right. I feel like they can't, and they have to be, right? Like, yeah, no, there's definitely, a lot of Asian, The more yeah. that I think about it, that's the dumb, that's the dumbest question. Because, like, Russia, like, the, whatever that fucking ocean, the Pacific Ocean, the Baltic, yeah. the, whatever, what is that? The Bering Straits, yeah. which is the Pacific Ocean, yeah. right? Touches the, yeah. the, the eastern coast <laughs> of, of Russia and the western coast of the United States. You know, it's just, it's just like one of those American geography things. Like, we're fucking terrible at geography. The public school system failed me. Exactly. It's not my fault. It's, and because America fault. is separated by Atlantic and Pacific, yep. it, it makes sense to just generalize that knowledge and to the rest of the world. And what is an ocean, really, when you think about it? It's, it's all just salty water. Exactly. It's all part of the same thing. They're all connected, They're right? all con- Yeah. Then who the fuck... Who then who is, cares? Who is making this up? It's this... It, it's, it's, okay, it's, you know what? I have a bone to pick with oceans. It's big globe distributors. Yeah, big, big ocean... Yeah. Big Ocean's been lobbying to split this yeah. shit up and yeah. microtransaction me forever. Just so they can sell more maps. Yeah, it's to just chumps like just you and me. One ocean, baby. Mm-hmm. What the fuck is a sea, Dan? Can someone explain to me what a sea is? One ocean, one planet, one human race. One human race, Jerry and Dan forever. Human race. I think that's the end of the podcast. We don't even need to get yeah. into these Marvel no. books. <laughs> Marvel, yeah. Marvel can suck a dick. We're talking about. <laughs> Connecting the human race here. Marvel can suck a dick, Dan. All right, sorry. Really? All right, I'm sorry. It's Get sorry. it together. All right, Marvel. It's the Kentucky cold snack. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's the it's the it's cold the, snack. The cold snack's making me pretty cold right it's now. It's got it's got him ornery. It's got Towards it's got into his gullet like a little like a like a bad like oh, a bad man. beat. You know? Is it is so you've you've had a few sips of this cold <laughs> it's snack. It's good. Yeah. It's, I feel like there's a special affinity for me to this beer that I don't really understand. It's because you're a fucking you've got a pineapple haircut and a beard. You, yeah. you love it. Yeah. You can't help it. Yeah. You can't help it. It's it's this is this beer was genetically modified engineered <laughs> like, honestly yeah like, it literally was yeah it was created for me they and might it have worked they may have even been like these fucking idiots they love craft beer here just i don't know fart into this fucking <laughs> fart into this fart can into this lager fart into this can shake it up with some like with some grain alcohol to get your yep. fart yep. stank in there and just drip it and they'll think it's a kolsch yeah and i'm here it's a kolsch notes yeah yeah <laughs> wow it's amazing it's not not like every any lager i've ever had yeah it's not even about like even the flavor for me it's just there's there's a feeling i get there's a feeling i get when you look to the west when i look to the west towards montucky and i see those unicorns (laughs) towards the pacific slash atlantic ocean and i see those unicorns bucking in the sky and i'm like hot damn would i like a cold snack right now if this isn't god's country i don't know what it is Well put, Jerry. We've lost the thread We've of lost this podcast. Thread. It's time to find it. It's time to find some like I don't know, oddly horny covers. I guess it looks like Ooh, black it's hat. Not oddly, it's just very horny. This yeah. is an Archerm cover, if you can't tell. Not as horny as the default cover, though. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, yeah. I don't. I mean, it's like I don't know if it's less horny. If this is just more tastefully horny. Yeah, that's what I want to be. Jared when I, when I grow up, I, I strive. You know what? I can't. I can't. I can't purge the pervert from my brain. I can't. But what I want to be when I grow up is respectfully horny and tastefully horny. You know what I'm saying? You follow me? Uh, you do. You follow. Just so say yes. Yes, and sure. Yes, and come on, come on, Dan. Well, what? Do you, how do you want me to yes and your thoughts? Just say yes. I get it. Say yes, and I respect you. Say yes, I love you unconditionally. Say yes, I will always be with you. In this basement, on this podcast, for the rest of my life. Just, yes, I want you to I, say those things. Yes, I understand Jarrett's affinity 
for horny novels. Yep. Okay. That's good. En- that's good enough. Good enough. Okay. Well, I, I guess that's one. That's it. That's it. <laughs> He's not going to be here forever, folks. Um, it's very sad. But this is Black Cat I mean, number probably one. Probably will be. It's just like I'm not mm-hmm. going to brag about it. I'm just going to fucking. I'm going to cut both your legs off. You're going to be like that guy in the Immortal Hulk. I'm going to trap you down here, and I'm just going to. Your only time to talk to another person is when the podcast goes. So you're just going to. You're going to pretend like nothing's wrong. <laughs> I'm going to be like sending signals through my yeah every the, every first speech. the first letter of every word that you say is going to be like please be, help, help me, me jared has kill me tra- jared please <laughs> he fucking sucks <laughs> i mean the second the last part was true yeah and the, the second to last part i mean it's up to read interpretation anyway we have black cat number one written by jed jed mckay Jed the God. Travel Foreman, who is an artist that I recognize. I don't know enough about comic books, but he's a he's a guy who writes he did he did the art for Doom Patrol, the original Doom Patrol. Yep. So he's got a kind of a funky style, which is cool. Cool to see. Funky. Brian who, who's who knows how many issues Travel Foreman does a black cat, but anyway. Brian Reber on colors and Ferran Delgado on the letters. I can take this one. Because, like, this is, like, a weird... I don't even really know. Why don't you, you tell the readers who little Black about, Cat is? Black Cat is Catwoman. Yes. Um, If Bruce Wayne was Spider-Man. Yes. That okay? is exactly correct. It's literally that. Uh, she yep. is a cat burglar who likes cats. I don't... You can't make this shit up yep. if she calls herself Black Cat instead of Catwoman. Hey, but... But... Uh-huh. Her hair is white, and Catwoman's hair is black. You're right. So, uh, her name is also Felicia, and yep. Catwoman's name is Selena. Selena. So yeah. they're definitely different. Definitely. No steal. No. Yep. Bu- no bully. Yep. Um, this was actually kind of interesting. I, I I actually did enjoy this book a bit. I thought it was decent. I what I liked what I liked was um actually yeah this whole thing was fun. So so she is at an art gallery. There's a um kind of a security guard who has kind of a chip on his shoulder about her and he he recognizes her because she i beat him up beat him up and threw him in prison maybe yeah maybe something like that it looked like i saw a mugshot she she sold him out or something like that that. he he got beat up so he he knows about her and he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder the other security guards like who cares what's she gonna do she's gonna rob the place in a little black dress you know yeah blah 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 Spoilers, she robs a place in a little black dress, you know, uh, drives away with her two henchmen who I loved. Yeah, they were I loved the character building in that. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. There's like a doctory like, guy. and Introduced then... her two favorite henchmen. And yeah. like while she was busy kind of distracting the security guards being like, oh, what's she going to steal? Her henchmen were busy actually stealing the thing Yeah, that she, she was in front steal. of the marquee piece, right? Yeah. And, and do, doing a sleight of hand thing where she was in front of the marquee piece being escorted out by the security guards. Yep. While the two henchmen who you actually saw very early on in the like one of the first panels there they 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 pour her some they pour her some wine yeah so there's but you really no yeah, you didn't know there's some very nice foreshadowing there but i did notice like there's something about him yeah, you know what i mean pretty weird looking yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. just an extra which is which is cool and clever um yep. they drive away together get attacked by something called the guild so the guild is after black cat because she fucked them on a robbery it sounds like yeah something about a superhero heist which may be tying into something that's going on in amazing spider-man right now could be yeah yeah i think that's the whole craven the hunt yeah that sounds about right i think craven had them kidnap a bunch of animal themed superheroes so rich people could hunt them for sport 
Wow, is that really the plot of that event? I think that is what that. I event am was. so glad we skipped. I think that. that was what that event was about. Jesus. Um. So they they get away. Um. The security guard shows up on like a scooter. It's really funny. She kind of flirts with him a little bit and then punts him into the river. I don't know. It was it was, it was fun. It was cute. Um. Yeah. At the very end, uh, they're kind of like enjoying their big steel their big haul and like a really funny kind of way where like the the doctor guy who likes mixing potions together wants to put on like a like a record and black cat's like no not not this yeah. record they have this kind of like weird buddy vibe to mm-hmm. him where like she's like she's clearly their leader yeah but like it's his turn to put the record yeah. on and she can't do anything yeah. about it right yeah. there's something that was i thought that was really cute that was kind of fun no and he wanted to put some like those, they, yeah. he wanted to put some like math rock on yeah and she's like no i hate math rock <laughs> It was really funny. And then some guy named the Black Fox shows up. I don't care about that. I assume it's I, I assume that he's related to her. Yeah, Black probably. Fox, Black he Panther. trained her dad, is what she says. Yeah. She gives some comment to that. Yeah. Um then there's some weird black black matter. Back matter. Um Okay, it's this is black cat. Okay, that's yeah, why I, I, I know. That's why I said it, bro. I know. It was a slip of the tongue. Um or they are kind of introducing Black Fox, it looks like. It looks like he might being be getting his own like book or something i don't know there's like my darling i'm the you know what I mean? yeah. i'm the black fox i'm like i, I think don't, i don't know maybe it's just introducing o- him for the series or the something. only thing that i cared about with it was this completely dialogueless thing of her um of um felicia breaking into a jewel a jewelry yeah. store with a bunch of kitties with a bunch that, of kitties that steal the cute it was so cute and the cats steal a bunch of stuff for her. it was yeah. ador- it was adorable it, it was, was cute it was drawn amazingly um story and art by nao fuji so that was super 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 fucking cute uh just two pages but adorable in its own way i thought it was lovely it was a little anime but with a name like now fuji it kind of makes sense you know that the art was wow jared no you're right yeah i know thank you (laughs) i I put my head down i was like was that bad but i was like no (laughs) it's cultural dan it was good yeah it was fun 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 uh next up on the list for today we have marvel team up number three written by eve ewing with art by Joey Vasquez and Moy R. Philip Sobrero, Philippe, probably, Philippe, Philippe Sobrero on colors and Clayton Cowles again on the letters. Uh, Dan, you want to take a stabby at Marvel Team Up number three? Sure. So it seems like this is the end, probably, for this. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There wasn't like a continued, there was just like a little yep. Spider Gwen. And they all switched bodies at the end and they were all happy. It was, uh, so this is just completing the very simple arc of. Peter wishing that he was young again and then realizing that it He's sucks like, whoa, whoa, to be whoa. young again. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I wanted to be young again. I didn't want to be a woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, let alone a Muslim woman. Yeah, right. With if like, anything, overbearing parents. If anything, Kamala came out on the worst deal. Like, yes, she is probably like 15 years older, but she's a white man. Yeah. That's the easy mode. Yeah, <laughs> for gotta, sure. You could just start a podcast at that point. Yeah, I would be all about it, but Kamala was not. She was... Turns uh, out you just want to be who you is, Dan. You just want to be who you are, and isn't that a great lesson? That is a great lesson. Yeah. So uh, they they end up finding out that they can't switch bodies, but then Peter's like, oh, but what if we can, using this machine from Amazing Spider-Man number 12 or I, something. I like. fucking loved that the entire plot of this book was them tracking down this scientist so they could switch their bodies yeah. back. The scientist goes, I don't know how to do it, and Peter just goes, wait oh, a minute! I know how to do I it! I know how to do it! <laughs> Did he know the whole time, Dan? Yeah. Oh, was the real oh, Spider-Man the friends we made along the way? Dog. Maybe I don't know. I can't I answer these either. tough, hit, these hard hitting questions. But uh, but yeah. So it's, it it ended. It had a lot of the 
the same good comedy, the good body swap comedy. I don't know. I was impressed by this, even though you hated the first one, or you didn't. Well, you didn't want. You didn't. Like I wasn't sold one. on the premise yeah. of the first one, and it is still like a mediocre premise. But they did Perfect. such a good job with it. You know, like it's just when you have a premise that's been worn the fuck out. You like have to rely yeah. on the strength of your interpretation of this premise, right? Right. But I, I also do think that there was like a little bit. I mean, okay, you know what? Never mind. That's actually the crux of these body swap things. Freaky Friday is literally like the mom wants yep. to be young again, and the and the lady wants. To- yeah, totally. I lied. It's not a unique idea. It's not a unique idea idea at all, but it still worked. Um, I appreciated a lot of the character writing, and even though like none of this was revolutionary at all, they didn't really learn anything that you knew that they or that you didn't know that they were going to learn after issue one. Um, it's like, oh, she, you know, they just need to learn how to be happy where they are, and that's exactly what happened. So it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was good, but it was. Uh, it was formulaic, but they did such a good job with the character writing that I didn't really care, and I still enjoyed it. Yeah, it was, Usually, this is the kind of thing that I would hate. Yeah. It was and sweet. instead, I was very, like, good on it. I yeah. don't know. It not- was sweet in a way that I didn't expect. Like, there's, like, like a, a part where, like, <laughs> I kind of, like, laughed about how, like, kind of fucked up it would be. So, like, Kamala, like, starts crying because she's, like, worried. She's, like, I'm never going to be me again yeah. ever and like so like peter's like wiping a tear out of his own eye being like you'll be okay kid but he's like a younger girl <laughs> you know what i mean it's yeah. just really funny i is it's but it was sweet and it was tender and like they, they had like a really nice like dynamic between the yep. two like and it just makes sense to have yeah. these two characters fight crime together it i does. love it it's such a good team kamala up. and peter parker are like the same character but for different generations yeah it's, it's the perfect i think it's the actual honest to god answer like the the one time that that works where people are like mom, 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 yeah. spider-man's my generation yeah thing. make your own so they made yeah. your own and she's actually fucking really good but then the people who said make your own fucking hate her because she's a muslim and she's a girl so it's like one of those things it's like <laughs> but hey you know what from like from from our standpoint yep she's really fucking good and i love kamala Khan. oh yeah she's great and uh, i can't wait for her to get a marvel movie it's gonna be good oh, as fuck dude. you know it's gonna happen yeah. she's like the most po- like if captain marvel yeah you know what i mean who like is not very popular like i would love to see a movie like that just for like the vfx alone even even i, I think it'd be super fucking cool like they, they're starting what is his name tom holland yeah. tom holland spider-man he goes he goes to whatever wherever she's from you know what i mean yeah. and meets meets a girl named kamala yeah you know what i mean at some point they just name drop it you know yeah. even even if they're both in high school at the same time i think the two characters work so fucking perfectly mm-hmm. together that it's just like they're both young plucky kids yep. trying to figure their shit out and be like what's puberty i don't yeah. know what puberty is <laughs> i'm in high school i don't i don't go through that shit till college yeah <laughs> at least me at least jared that's that's what everyone that's what everyone does right <laughs> Yeah, this was really fun. Yeah, I really liked it. I uh, I really liked. <laughs> Peter was like moderately more mature, but immature in other ways. He's I I liked that he was more mature about the body swap part of it, where she's yeah. like, "I'm gonna get stuck as this old white guy forever," and he was like, "Nah, it's gonna be fine." I mean, like I've gotten stuck as people all the time. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "This is a you know what is this your first rodeo? Your yeah, first body swap yeah, rodeo? Like the yeah. comics will work themselves out. Yeah, it's gonna be fine." So and it did. I also liked the part where they they rescued the scientist, and she's like, "Before we try this, we need to do something very important. They get a pizza." Yeah, and they're all they all enjoy the pizza. They're like, "Damn, this is a good slice." Yeah, <laughs> this is a great idea. 
Yeah, fun stuff. Yep, really good, really good. It's like sort of sad to see it go, but also it was like the you know, exact right amount of I was going to say, it didn't yeah. wear out its welcome. Yep. One, like, Perfect. I don't know, one more would have been probably okay. If it would have gone to six, it probably would have been okay, but like yep. 12? Yeah, no like, way. Meh, 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 meh. Yeah. If they would have body swapped back and then just had a three-issue three issue arc of them fighting another crime. Yeah, that would be fun. That would have been really good. But yeah. the, the, definitely the body swap stuff uh, wore it out. Um, speaking of spider people, we got, uh, this is Danny Mac's very own named Spotter Guan Ghost Spotter <laughs> number nine. <laughs> I committed. That's right. I committed Ryan, to. You it. really did commit to yeah, that. Uh, so that's Spider Gwen Ghost Spider number nine, written by Shauna McGuire with art by Takeshi Miyazawa, uh, colors by Ian Herring and letters by Clayton Cowles. Um, I can take this one. Yeah. So this is the fallout of um, Mary Mary Jane and the Watsons or whatever. What what are their Spider Gwen? Yeah, Spider Gwen's like in a band with Mary Jane and a couple other girls, and they they finally got back on stage. You know, after after Gwen Stacy admitted she's Spider Gwen, who could yeah. ever fucking thought Spider Gwen was Gwen Stacy? No, one could <laughs> but have. she's all no, she's Spider Woman, Ghost she's Spider, also Spider Woman, Spider Girl, Ghost and Girls. Yeah, forever, forever. Um, so, and she's also in a band. <laughs> yeah. And so they were playing, and then the bomb went off. Um, high drama. Her cute boyfriend was there with his corn, his white guy cornrows. Yep, yep. Uh, she had a rescue. Harry Osborne. Harry Osborne with the worst hair. Worst hair. Worst in the hair. Game. Worst hair in North America. She goes, um, <laughs> rescues a bunch of people, is clearly losing her shit because she's upset that, like, somebody fucking blew up her band thing and almost killed her friends and killed a bunch of innocent people understandably yeah she breaks into a police station uh in a scene that i actually quite enjoyed where where a cop is like what are you doing because it looks to me like you're about to break into this police police computer and she's like oh well you see a person set off a bomb in front of my in front of my band and uh you know it's kind of fucked up trying to catch them you know you know and and she's just like well you know technically you haven't broken any laws because this is public property so uh what are you looking for so she just sits down and looks it up for her it's a little bit weird because she's the police chief's daughter right yeah that was a little over the top for me it's like she literally broke into a police station it's like oh you're not breaking any laws you're the chief's daughter well you're also a fucking superhero that saved the police department kind number of times right yeah i guess i guess guess. she also did serve jail time canonically so that's a that's a wild (laughs) that's a wild trip uh so then she goes and beats up a wolf man makes a couple good fursona jokes um and at the end of it uh she's visiting harry osborne in the hospital uh, oh no! The big let's let's talk about the big lesson. The big lesson is that she she this uh, this entire time she's got this internal monologue being like I'm gonna kick the fucking shit out of him. Yeah, I'm gonna beat the shit out of him. Fuck him. You know if he's alive to you know yeah. all this kind of stuff. If he's and alive then, to get arrested. Right at the end of it, she beats him up, puts him against the wall, and then just like shoots web over his mouth and is just like at the end of the day, I'm not a monster. You're the monster. That's what separate separates me from you. Goes and visits Harry in the hospital. Mary Jane shows up. The whole band everybody's good and happy um and that's it that's the end of the yeah yeah that's the end of that it's issue the end of the arc this was it was good not my favorite uh, oh but it was it was it was a good wrap-up right it was fine i mean like the things them? that they had to wrap up they wrapped up fine but i mean that's that's kind of our criticism of this series i feel like is that the 
actual plot points of this are not as important as like the side plots yeah but like for me like this was still 50 percent side plots and then like oh really i thought this was like a hundred percent wrapping up the main plot i'm just so glad that they didn't spend a whole lot of time of her fighting the guy yeah it was like three pages three pages tops because it was like this yeah this big werewolf guy and he blew up the thing and then she beat him up and now he called they're moving her on. he called her little girl a lot and yeah. then she just beat him up so it seemed i don't know it's like more it, high school hijinks yeah more high school or this entire actually, issue was unnecessary to she, me she's in college now i think because in one of the earlier episodes episodes i always say that in one of the early issues she is like applying to like a yeah. college or something yeah so i think she's like late she's like post high school yeah early could be i was i was excited to be done with this so that they can move on to the good stuff i want again. that fucking i want that fucking band drama yeah give me that give me the band drama give me give cor- me the watson give me give me cornrows give me cornrows slowly trying to learn to walk again <laughs> you know i want that i want that good shit give me yeah that, give me that good good yeah this i'm here for fine. that i'm not here for the werewolf boys that she beats up hey I like that um, werewolf boy. I thought he had... No, you didn't. I thought he had a lot of gusto. He had a lot of bravery. No. He had a lot of bravery. You've been trashing him the last, he like, had, five Dan, issues. Dan, he had a lot of bravery oh attacking Gwen Stacy. He had a good oh line about baiting a predator in his den. He said, little girl twice, because she's diminutive in stature compared to him and also a woman. Descriptive. Uh-huh. And I think he did a good job. He lost, but he, he fought the good fight. <laughs> All right, man. I stand him. We stand on this comic book. <laughs> no. we, we, I don't even know his name. Yeah. No, Dan is like, Blue no, we do, not, we do not stand. We do not stand Blair. Blair Wolf. Blair Wolf. Man. Speaking of weird pronunciations of words that start with W and books that we do not stand. fuck no. We have Wah 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 Wah, number five. <laughs> Every week we keep coming back to it. I, it it's, we damn we have the international wait yeah the international conve- con- interconnecting variant five out of six. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is that we don't have one through four, so these variants oh, will never no. these variants will never connect. <laughs> wow, is, what a tragedy! This is the saddest thing. It's this we're book. missing out on this, this book, interconnected fucking. This book is like connect me. Terrible event. Oh my god. Um, okay, I'm gonna give you... More of the realms. I'm gonna give you, uh, listeners the skinny. I didn't read a fucking single page of this book. I flipped through and went, eh, why do these elves have a gun? I read I, the whole thing. You poor bastard. So I'm gonna let you explain it, but I will say that there's some cool stuff that happens at the very, very end that we will talk about. Um, because it's neat. And if, I, honestly, like, this whole book could have been leading up to this, and it would have been way better. Yeah. In my opinion. So, Dan, how about you take it away of wah, 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 number wah. For those of the uninitiated, that is War of the Realms, number five, it is the worst fucking event that I've ever read. But, like, granted, I haven't really He's read He's read that. two events. Yeah, I've read, like, two events, but this is... <laughs> It's just not good, man. It's just it's it's a bunch of dark elves invading Earth for no reason, and then it just every page of this comic just cycles through a new superhero and how they're fighting the dark elves in wherever the fuck they are. Because you need to know because they have this is this book to me feels like it's it, it is born out of a necessity to explain to you the the viewers 
or the readers who are not pulling all of the other fucking spinoff yeah. books. Yeah. What's happening in all the spinoff like, oh, books. And meanwhile, and then New also York, trying meanwhile. at the same time trying to sell you those other books. Like, yep. hey, wouldn't it be cool if you saw the Punisher wouldn't fighting cool next? He, he gave a bunch of elves guns. Who yeah. doesn't want Lord of the Rings with guns? <laughs> fucking dumb man uh it's so bad and it's so sad because like this is the very same war of the realms that corrupted yancey street last week yancey. Let, us, let us not forget well yancey street has been corrupted since <laughs> the guidos moved in in the since late 60s the birth of yancey street yeah, since the birth of ever since, since the birth of saint yancey once heroin made its way to the yancey street boardwalk things have never <laughs> really made been the same in that part of town you know <laughs> they've gotten a weird affinity for themselves and they yep. just they just never shut up anymore because they're all high on crack cocaine dad for once at dinner can you please not make a referential statement to yancey street <laughs> <laughs> well, kid, you know what? In Yancey Street, that's just not how it's done. It's like, oh, god damn it, Dad. You just fucking did it. And he just like goes to his room. He's like, I can't fucking do it with these kids. Beautiful. Beautiful. Can't, can't raise these kids. So, similar. Uh, yeah, same event. Uh, the only, Jan is just exasperated. The only cool thing that happens in this, it just, yeah, it just goes page by page. There's a new superhero on every page, and yeah, they be- just make quips. That's like the only thing is I'm, like I'm literally telling you this. Each page of this is like a different fucking War of the Realms spinoff, and they're just like, "Oh, you yeah. should be reading this. Like, you should be way. reading this. You should be reading this." And by you the way, Daredevil's Heimdall and fucking Thor has a mechanical arm, and Wakanda, and everyone's invading Wakanda. It's like uh, no one cares, man. But the weird thing is in this is that there's like a, a narrative thread that I can follow and I want to kind of give a shit about, but there's this all this extraneous shit. Like, like that's think, the entire issue is what, just extraneous shit. What, like, what, yeah. So what I'm thinking, like the thing specifically, what I'm referring to is like um thor's mom and, and yeah. like that lady and like yep. all that stuff and they're yep. fighting the dark elves and she's about to die and stuff yeah. and i'm like there's some drama there there's some like there is and then, buried and then, deep deep down yeah, and then, underneath and then, the bullshit and then in thor last week we read about that god who you know what i mean yeah. sacrificed himself to free all those dark elf kids yeah. there's, there's a narrative thread there that i care about but it, it is sacrificed in the name of selling yeah eight fucking War of the Realms spinoffs that I am never gonna buy. And just being, like, a quote-unquote, like, blockbuster, basically. So, like, this book, to me, and, like, as much as we memed on, what was it, um, in War... Infinity... Infinity Wars? You remember that? What? Infinity... What do you talk? I mean, yeah, we we memed on Infinity Infinity Wars, Do you remember what I'm talking about? Do you remember the, the event? Where fucking Gamora killed Thanos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the last event that happened like two months before this one started or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As much as we memed on that, at least we could pick up each six issues of Infinity War and, mm-hmm. and, and follow a thread, right? Yeah. Because like they had spinoffs and stuff, but like they were they were just there if you wanted yeah. more. This is literally, this issue is like trying to sell those spinoffs. It's just like literally every page is a different story. And it's it, so... And I, it doesn't, it's not a story. It's like every page is yeah. like a quip. It's such a it's such a miss it's such a just like a fucking fundamental misunderstanding of what makes an event yeah. good you yeah. know yeah. it's like it's like literally like hey uh, we should do an event because events sell books so what happens if we made our whole event about selling books yeah it's just fucking terrible yeah and it sad. sucks because like i don't Poor jason I, aaron man. i know i'm He's sure good yeah i'm sure that it's not jason aaron like architecting this you know what i mean i'm sure this is coming down from you know, some editorial thing or yep. some mandate or whatever, but yep, it's just yep. like you need to sell more of these books. We need to have all these spinoffs. Like I, I'm sure he just wanted to tell like a 
front to back story. Yeah. And that's what an event should be. That's what Infinity, the Infinity Gauntlet was. It uh-huh. wasn't this big thing where they were trying to sell you fucking forty dollars worth of books every week. It was yeah. like a, it was like a thing that you got excited about once a month. You're like, fuck, the new Infinity Gauntlet's yeah. coming out. Oh yeah. my god, you know what I mean? Let's <laughs> get it going. Like I'm so excited. Now it's just like every week. Yep. Ugh. Every week, every book in the Marvel universe tainted. With the touch, yeah, 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 of yeah. wow, 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 wow. I hate, I absolutely hate ripping on books. Like I, I even did, it, <laughs> I did it early in this podcast where I was like, "Don't call it lazy," you know what I mean? But like, this is just so it's so cynical yeah. to me, and it's just it's real, it's like it's real advertising. Sad. Yeah, I just <laughs> it's like hope reading an advertisement. It, do, it, it really does read like so. Every pretty much every year, both of the big major publishers, DC and Marvel, will release like a kind of event like a, a, or like a, a free book. Like they'll, they'll they'll it'll be like twenty five cent book or a zero or a free book that you can pick up that's just kind of like the DC universe of twenty twenty or whatever. Yeah, like you're the villain. Yep, twenty five cent book. It's just kind of like, hey, this is the creative direction we're going. Here's some stories to go. That's what this felt like. But it was six dollars in the smack dab in the middle of an event that's asking <laughs> you to pay thirty dollars a week. It was just, yeah. I I'm sorry, but it was that's not what I want. Yeah. Not not great. The only cool thing that happens... Yes, there's as... one cool thing, and you can tell this is what Jason Aaron wanted to write. Yep, yep. You can tell, because it's the fucking coolest part of this whole book. Yep. Uh, Jane Foster becoming Thor again, question mark? Yeah, she says sometimes, you know, there always has to be a Thor, and sometimes, sometimes there can there be Sometimes there needs two. to be more than one. Yeah, and she And picks... it doesn't, like, show her being Thor, but she picks up some, like, magical staff, and she goes Super Saiyan. Yeah, it looks like a dried-out, melted fucking hammer, and she yeah. just, like, her hair erupts, and it's dope. I'm here so for that. So that's pretty cool, yeah. If there's I, anything, if there's a Jane, if if if, if something it, comes out, yeah, if Jane Foster as Thor comes out of this, it'll have been worth it. It'll have been worth it. And Jason Aaron's writing it, and it's yeah. exciting. Yep. And, yeah, that would be because cool. he's killing it on Thor. Yeah, he's he, doing great. We saw great. that last week, and he also wrote uh, like back when Jane Foster was Thor. Yes, also, he did. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you saw it last week that he's clearly not out of his creative juices. He's like, yeah. he's not just writing. St- churning out cynical shit no this is something else this I, is something pushed by marvel corporate yeah for, for sure i am guessing for sure like i don't know Ugh. so yeah not great but uh jane foster went super saiyan in the store again that, oh and that, also odin and Frey are gonna you know they're like being tortured to death but not actually gonna Dan, die are they gonna someone's gonna fucking save them and it doesn't matter nice i bet it's jane foster spoilies yeah that'd be cool so last up for the regular comments of this week and you know i made the mistake of grabbing my cold snack because i really want a sippy um oh, baby. dan has literally never introduced one of these comics in his life That's do i ha- do I... I hand it over to him i don't know if i'm it's, ready it's right here you, can you read these can you read these notes yeah i can read them i think yeah you can do it this is ma- i'm gonna stretch you off this is man eaters number nine man eaters number nine we got chelsea kane the author the author leah met maternique oh god leah maternique and elise and mccall, elise on, McCall art. on art rochelle rosenberg on on colors colors and joe caramania on letters all right nice dan take away man eaters number nine so we had just heard the other week the sats had news that chelsea kane was having some problems publishing this fantastic book about a universe where uh pubescent girls start to turn into were panthers unless they're estrogen levels are suppressed it's all commentary if they get their period if they get their period yeah it's all it's all commentary on 
patriarchy, sexism in America, all that good stuff. Well, I um, thought this was just a joke. I thought this was just a joke book about how once every month my girlfriend turns into a monster. Ing- oh, Jerry. Ooh. Uh, Savannah, if you're listening to this, that's not what I meant. It was just a joke, and you're a wonderful a woman. And I don't even notice when you're on your He tells me all the time. He tells me that all the time. Mm-hmm. He's like, Dan. Hey, periods are natural, Dan, and we're not going to shame anything about it because, like, hey, you know what? Men are gross, and uh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. All yeah. of this is fine. These books are really good. So the basically what I was trying to get at is that the series is going to end very soon. No, she's just talking about... Well, so this series is was... probably going to end very uh, soon. This, so, so this was supposed to be a 12-issue series, yep. and she posted publicly on Twitter about how difficult it is to get us 12 issues of Maneaters, and I hope that they get it. I hope, yeah. I hope that she gets to see that through. It sucks. It really does because because it's is a so great good. book. She's a very good writer. Lots of creativity. Yep. Kate Nemchik is a great artist. Uh, yep. She didn't do the art on this one. Uh, it's a fun story. It's cute. It's it's sappy. Not sappy in a bad way, but it's like it's got it's emotional. You know, yeah. it's got some it's got some good dynamic. And then the end of this one ended in a very kind of like cool, like exciting crescendoing sort of climax, which was. I'm, like, really excited for the next three books, right? Yeah, I I am, too. It does, I don't know, something about this feels a little more, maybe it's just my brain knowing the fact that it's, like, ending and it's hard for her to, you know, churn out 12 issues. I know it was planned for 12 issues, but it does seem like things are kind of, like, things were kind of rushed along in this. Like, there were a lot of things that happened. They, like, so in this, when last we left them, they were in their bedroom there was the daughter of the parent of the veterinarian and the detective and they yeah cop and veterinarian who's actually more like a secret service yes once down wear panthers right um so they both discovered that their child and um some other high school girls were Mm -hmm. participating in not ingesting the estrogen suppressing water and whatever that uh prevents them from having their periods and turning them into werewolves yeah so in this issue it turns out that they uh hatch a plan to expose them as uh panther women and then they'll be like taken off to a like a mental institution a panther rehabilitation center yeah. yeah Where they try and, like, build them back up into... And, like, remove women's uteruses and ovaries to, like... It was pretty fucked up, yeah. So, they're gonna do all that. They have a... They hatch a plan to take down the patriarchy and all that. Um... But yeah, it, it was like, it was a lot in one issue It for was me. a lot. I, and it was I, like, and I they agree. set up all that, like, the... And I agree, and maybe they are trying to... Maybe this was supposed to be issues... Nine and ten, right? That they condensed into one. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah, because um, it was still good, but it was the pacing it was, was off. It was rushed, and like the, the the there there's that one moment with the dad where he kind of like says that he's the patriarchy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which I felt like was like a moment that should have been a bit more. Yeah, it should have been a bit more earned because like he's a good dude. You know what I mean? Right. And, and then right after that, he like goes back on to helping them. And well, no, but it's like it's supposed to be his realization that 
of the, that he's been right. contributing to it, and I felt like it should have been yeah. a bit more impactful. But instead, it's just like a one note. That's true. And then immediately it switches, where as, as opposed to like, you know, maybe there could a have real been some realization, right? Maybe there could have been some time with him like realizing it and then feeling guilty about it, and then some some consequences of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, especially like you know, I I think one of the hardest things about privilege and this is going to get like a to a heavy uh, uh, no is a hardest thing about privilege is like admitting you have it yeah you know what i mean and that's 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 the thing that happened to him right, right? like i remember the first time that the concept of it was introduced to me i was in like i was way too immature to handle it i was like a sophomore in high school oh yeah for and sure. and i remember thinking that it was the biggest crock of bullshit yeah you know what i mean because i was like what do you mean i'm pr-? like i get made fun of by kids in school you yeah because like, i have just, a hard life yeah right you just don't have the maturity you don't have that like emotional kind of and i'm not saying that this to understand that other people have it harder than you right and even then even a person who has to to, to this day right to a person who gives a shit and, and constantly engages in, in things like this and tries to be better yeah. can still find themselves in a position where they are unknowingly being shitty. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not a, I, I don't necessarily think it's a reflection on them being a bad person. It's just another, it's just ignorance, right? right. It's, it's, yeah. it's ignorance. And it's another, it's another manifestation of that, of that privilege. Right. Yeah. And so like that, that could have been a very, a, an impactful scene. You know what I mean? And maybe it's, it could have been a scene that could have like more like handled that sort of realization that coming to terms with your yeah. own privilege a little bit more, but it was instead, it was just like a one panel yeah. throw off. And, and yeah. And, and to be fair, like maybe it's not written for, you know, people who are realizing their privilege maybe it's sure sure for the young women who want to make other people realize their privilege. so maybe it's not like it's yeah, not maybe supposed it, to be like a big character defining it, point because people aren't supposed to really identify with him they're supposed to identify with, with the girls the yeah. girls yeah and this is a girl this is definitely like a comic for girls so yeah maybe but, you're right maybe. i mean maybe but uh but also there are other elements that i think kind of uh give like they they didn't Back even up your, they didn't your, even they, yeah because like theory. they like they've spent so much time on him as a character is why it's is, true is the yeah. only reason why I say this yeah and it's not like if he was just like a small part then I wouldn't have dwelled on it so much but like you would think that at least they would have given him like a yeah no yeah. shit you know what yeah. I mean like no shit Sherlock kind yeah. of quit but like yeah. maybe that was I don't know it's one of those things it does it does definitely feel like nine and ten maybe have been smooshed together and they're yeah gonna, and they're gonna try to cobble out like a ten and eleven mm-hmm. um it's too bad because this is they deserve better I think. I agree. Um, it was yeah. It's been really good. It's and good on good on Image because Image continues to publish this, and yeah. it sounds like they're taking a hit on it every yeah. time. So like, Image Comics, good on you yep. for for putting out something that you you believe in, right? And yeah. I think they do. Yeah, it's still it's still really good, but yeah, this issue wasn't like quite up to snuff with the rest of it. Like the rest of it have, has been like solid five out of fives, like yeah. every time, right? And, and you, like, you can tell that there's something weighing. I think there's you, there's clear, very clearly something weighing on Chelsea. King, yeah, you know, with this, it's and, like she knows the writing's on the wall. She like knows it's ending soon. It's yeah, it's sad, but uh, but still good. And yeah. I would still pick it up if you can. And I and I and like I said, I will give. I, I don't know enough about the story about funding a comics or whatever, but like if I yeah. if I'm Image Comics, right? Like, and I've got someone like Chelsea Kane putting out this book that like so many people feel so strongly about. Yeah, maybe it's not churning out as much money at the beginning because like the people that are going to be really interested in Man Eaters. Yeah, they might not gonna, be pulling weekly. They're not going to be interested in the weekly sales. They're going to be more interested in Trade trades, paperbacks. Yeah, maybe. trades and even even a final complete bound thing. So like I think. I think I hope that they didn't cut. I hope that they didn't cut budget, and that's why we saw a change up in artists. Yeah, you know, I hope they didn't cut budget. Same. If 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 I'm Image, I'm 
I am committing to the 12 of these. Um, and like, if I take a loss on it, it's because sometimes when you make good art, you lose money on that art, mm-hmm. but it becomes something meaningful and impactful years later. Yeah. You got to bang on that cult classic status. Yeah, I, I, I keep on thinking about Blade Runner and even the most recent Blade Runner, which yeah. was a, a box office flub right people are always like oh, it's a box office flub it flopped Fucking as a movie fantastic movie oh my god and i'm like but it's love them it is an incredible film so good and it is going to go down in history yep. as one of the best sequels Sci-fi. sequels to a movie done in this kind of age of like shitty sequels yeah. shitty remakes right because yeah. like admit it when you heard of blade Even runner like franchises like yeah because the first one was so good too and it then has this been one so long. also being incredible yes. and it's like, been so long since the original blade runner yeah. 30 years yeah and they made it so good so without good. being corny without being like hey member blade runner you know it was oh, yeah so it's good. it's yeah oh my god so that that is that to extend runner. that same logic to man eaters chelsea kane and her crew they deserve yep. they deserve the full funding backing this this creative project this this comic the, the if you believe in the concept of comic books for girls you know what i mean like this yep. this is what this is and it's it's i don't know the I hope that it goes all the way. I hope it goes to 12. I hope they get the full backing image comics. Just Kane, wish all the best. Same. Yep. Yep. It's just too bad. You know it's what I mean? It's too bad. Too bad. It's also too bad that we have to start reviewing bargain bins right well, now. Well, <laughs> before we start reviewing, how much cold How much cold? How much cold snack I got? I'm out of cold snack. You're out of cold snack? I'm out of cold snack. Oh, Danny Mac's out of cold snacks, baby. So uh, how about you guys just hang tight? We still need to look up next week. Uh, oh, we'll come, you're right. We'll come back with the bargain bins, uh, get get ourselves another, another brewski. Um, and yeah, so you guys just sit tight. You can strap off for now, but I want you, just I want you, now. I want you babies to strap back on in. Oh, yeah. Just a, just a hot, just a hot second, a hot second, a hot man. Jerry Moore second. Hello and welcome back to we're Craft back. Comics. We're fucking back. We're so back, and we're ready to talk to you guys about the bargain bins this week. Oh yeah, we actually had bargain bins this week. Oh yeah. Um, this week we have, and I wrote this. I wrote the notes down for this one. He sure did. Um, in the meantime, we have gotten a little silly, Dan. Uh, yes, has gotten. Has gotten a uh, glass of his new favorite beer. Uh, which one of the two uh, beers did you pick, Dan, to, to, to sip on? You know... Lie to the audience, Dan. I can't do it. I can't lie. Because I can't pick a favorite. Because So here's what happened. I drank two hazy IPAs from Brewing Project, ramping up to the podcast, and then I drank a Montucky. And now I'm drinking water because I gotta go home after this you just you don't have it in you to lie i don't have it in me because so like if there was a clear favorite but like there's no way so on the one hand i can't say that montucky's better than the brewing project's hazy ipa but on the other like a bold face lie because that would be a bold face lie but on the other hand i can't not pick montucky cold snacks you know what (laughs) i mean just reach into when you open up the fridge and there's a cold snack waiting for you yeah it's it's a great feeling and you can't ignore it so i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna just not lie and say i'm drinking water what are you drinking jared i'm drinking a cold snack for all the aforementioned reasons you know i love a hazy ipa but it turns out that boy howdy do i love a cold snack there's just Um, something about it on a nice summer night yeah uh, and respect to you, Dan, because as all of you know, 
every time Dan lies, his dick actually gets bigger. So yeah. uh, thank you so much for you know taking one for the team. It's a problem. Because now it's shrunk back into itself, and yeah. he'll have to lie 18 more times before it will even emerge. Oh, <laughs> man. I don't even know what kind of lies I'm going to tell. Oh, man. Say you love me. Yeah, I know. That would be that would be the truth, Jared. Oh, that was the joke. Is that... I know. I know. I know. Because you don't know, actually love I know, me. But I know, you... but I just leaned into it. Oh, but I see your dick growing. Yep. You, you, it was a lie, <laughs> you piece of shit. I got him. I see it. Okay. Got him. Um, so I wrote these. I wrote our bargain bins down this week. We have a weird vampire thing, living corpse exhumed one. I grabbed this because there's a, a man munching on a woman and he's grabbing her titty. Uh, a very uh, disappointing lack of titty in this book. So um, sorry for the for the listeners. Uh, this is not a horny book. I thought it might have been, but it wasn't. It wasn't. Not at all. We've got Ultra Force number seven and then the single greatest final panel in Craft Comics history oh, in yeah. Superboy and the Ravers number 13. Yeah, that's a good one. Happy Pride, everybody. Yeah. All right. You guys, you, you, you guys ready? Because I'm going to... We're gonna we're gonna bust this thing out. I'm gonna have Dan talk about weird vampire living corpse. Yeah, sure. This let's is do gonna this be quick. brief because this was trash. It yeah, was, it was like un- unremarkable. Yeah, the art was all like flash animation looking shit. And yeah, there's it, like it a looks zombie. like a it looks like a Newgrounds cartoon. It does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it looks like a Newgrounds cartoon. It centralizes around a zombie who whose girlfriend apparently became a vampire, so then he has to murder the vampire. Everyone knows that zombies and vampires are mortal enemies. Mortal enemies, but but the vampires, uh, they, like, they stomp on this guy's graveyard, and you can't have that, so he... And the, okay, so here's the one thing I wanted to mention about this book yep. is it was like so up its own ass in terms of how it's better than other books. Because like in the first page, it's like, this is a book not like all of those Dawn of the Dead ripoffs you've seen. Something like that. They make reference to like literally saying, this isn't like Dawn of the Dead and all the other books are like Dawn of the Dead. And then they also do like a really lazy like, these vampires aren't like the Twilight vampires, and it's like okay, I see you written in 2012. Li- Thank you. Yeah, it was tw- it was 2011, and literally, do they not understand that this is the most derivative shit I have yeah. ever read in my entire life? It's like, oh yeah, you're being so creative by not adhering to one storyline, and instead you're just doing a bunch of other derivative shit. Cool. That's all I have to say. Completely unremarkable. A dis- a disappointing lack of titty. Um, <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's all I gotta say. Zero, yeah. out of t- zero out of ten. Yep, I agreed. There's a really funny George R. R. Martin Game of Thrones HBO ad in the back. Though. Oh wow, I didn't, e- I didn't see that. Drink, drink deeply of that. Wow, I don't even know. Hey, that's supposed hey, to kids, be. Uh, I, have you heard of the author George R. R. Martin and his book series uh, Game of Thrones? Perhaps try watching the HBO rendition of Game of Thrones season one starting late next year. <laughs> so this is a advertisement for a Game of Thrones comic book oh, okay. issue number two. I'm so almost, that's pretty wild. I'm actually sad that it wasn't an, an advertisement for HBO's series. <laughs> With just like a hand-drawn, like... Yeah. Tyrion? <laughs> I'm assuming no, it's that's not Tyrion. Even, I don't even know who that is. is that's that who I was... 
I was. That's who I'm trying to figure out. Like wieners, it doesn't look like wieners, anyone wieners, from. Wieners, oh my god, that show's so bad. Wieners, I still haven't finished. I've got two hey, episodes you know what? left. These, we're, we're the two fucking. We're probably the only two people who read comic books regularly who have never seen that show. I mean, I've seen it. I just oh. haven't finished it. Well, thanks for ruining the joke. I've got two episodes left. Thanks, thanks for ruining. The As joke. I told you before, you made that joke. Yeah. Let's move on. I was just trying to plow through it. Uh, there's a really weird part where the good yeah we don't guy, have to talk about the it, good so. guys eating some like poor innocent people's brains. I think like that's how he started off. Is like he started off eating like a boy. And no, a, a, a mother and a daughter. Mother. No, a mother, yeah. A mother and, a mother and, and son, brain. right? No, the son is just seeing it happen. Because the, oh, bo- the okay. boy lives because boys yeah. are important. Yeah. Yeah, girls, they're expendable. Yep, exactly. They, so, they serve one purpose, and that's to advance the plot dance. Expend they did. Expend they did. Uh, next up, we have Ultra Force number seven, written by Warren Ellis, right? Yes. Which was um, remarkable. Uh, in that for me. He is a good author, man. Yeah, he is a good author, and he wrote for Ultraverse, which I thought was crazy. He's, yeah. like, written some pretty good shit, actually. He wrote uh, the Castlevania uh, Netflix uh, animated series. He also... Just call it an anime, Dan. It's an anime. No, it's not. It's not Japanese. It has to be Japanese. It looks like anime. An anime. And also, he wrote uh, Transmetropolitan, which is a really good sci-fi, uh, I think, Dark Horse comic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I thought it was cool to see him writing <laughs> well, in some the, in Ultraverse. The, in the Malibu Comics universe, this was actually probably one of the betters. It had some, like, awesome... Yeah. It had some awesome paneling. There's a really good one where, like, the bad guy punches this chick, and she, like puts her like finger she like grits her teeth and puts her finger in her mouth and there's like blood coming out of her like uh-huh. it's a fucking dope panel for like yeah. for like a notoriously sexist shitty yeah. fucking comic book universe like she they do a pretty good job with her yeah. as a character in this uh pretty yeah neat. it had some cool like pretty violent but cool scenes like yeah, when yeah, they yeah. were taking out that guy who was regenerating and he had like two brains, and they like had to take them both out at yeah, the same time. He had a brain in his head, but then also a brain in like his stomach s- center of mass. Yeah, and he's like, "Ha ha, that's really clever." And I'm like, "It's not clever. That's like the easiest part of anyone to shoot or <laughs> it's the punch. two easiest parts." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So then they kill him, and then they find out that there was like a politician who corrupted a the president <laughs> with mind control, and uh, there's yeah. some really cool it's paneling and colors and stuff. In yeah, this. Like, for sure, I, it was really creative and neat for like. Um, yeah, I thought this was a cool issue. Yeah, it was. It was cool. I don't know really know what was going on in it a whole lot. Except for the it's politician It's like some Manchurian candidate shit and yeah. X-Men shit. And, and also, know? yeah, like the literal carbon copy X-Men where they're yeah. like a team of superheroes on a plane with like matching, matching collared jackets. I was yeah. like, But they don't want to be together. That's the trick. Dear Diane, this is so much cooler than the real X-Men. You talk all hard hitting stuff. like hard hitting issues like Manchurian candidates. Yeah, like people brainwashing presidents and guys that have two brains. Yep, exactly. The hard hitting stuff the yep. real stuff yep um so yeah this was cool yeah it was pretty neat that's all i really have to say f- about do you, it do you know anything about the phantom oh kind of but not really also do i feel I like, feel like it's like been a, referenced amongst it to the tv show there was an advertisement we needed to talk about or was that in the superboy one? Oh, the jorts yeah the I, jorts the, there was the there was the jorts there was that fucking weird it's not in that one. There was yeah, that. Okay. There was that weird like p- 
puppet thing. I think it's in the next one. I think that's in the next one. This one's a gold mine because yeah. there's a lot of cool back matter. So there's yeah. a lot of cool 90s shit. Yeah. And then there's also a good page turner. Yep. And also references to Dial H for Hero, which and, we are currently reading. And as aforementioned in Young Justice, Connor. Yeah. Kent. Superboy. I keep calling him Connor Kent. I don't think that's actually his I name. don't think so either. Dan, this is Superboy in the Ravers, number 13. Dial, oh, H, for, dial H for Hero Trouble. Yep. Why would anyone want to dial H for Hero Trouble? That doesn't make any sense. Uh, uh, how about you take this unlucky, this cursed, this cursed comic, because it's number 13, away from me. Oh, yeah, yeah. So... This was interesting because we were talking like a few weeks ago about like Dial H for Hero. It's a new comic. We were talking about whether like what it was, if it previously existed or if it was a new it did IP. Uh, yeah, spoiler alert! It previously existed and we just didn't really know about it. Um, so <laughs> once again, this is the this is the grungy comic book god sending me a message. They yep. listen to us. Uh, th- they listen to this podcast. Yeah, because like, what are the odds that I pull this book? That's like Dial H. I don't know. It's yeah. got, I pulled it because I saw Connor on mm-hmm. it, and I was like, "Hell yeah, cool, Connor." Dan will like this, right? Is he loves that? He loves that fucking leather wear and Superboy. Exactly. And then I see the sub note that says "Dial H for Hero," and I was like, "Wow, we all my questions have been answered." <laughs> yeah. So this is pretty fantastic. It's uh, it's actually good. Yeah, it's not bad. It's like it's Superboy and Steel, um, who uh-huh. is a Superman uh, based superhero. It's like just like Connor, right? uh yeah he's one of the he's one of the four super super men yeah yeah because he's he's like a dude who lives in metropolis but he he's not like he's he doesn't have superpowers but he has a super suit we but we did this we we did a we did a bargain bin segment of this on a podcast that never actually got released where we were talking about my mom had a my mom had a book about the four there was an arc in the late mid to late 90s of dc where there were like superman was like in an egg or something like that he was dead but there were four different supermen who like arose to fill his void yeah and one of them was connor one of them was seal and there were two others right yep yep. yeah so that's the so there's two of them going on right now Uh, i don't actually know the other two but it it doesn't matter so they it it progresses and the hero the like h dial which is like in dial h for hero there's like a phone and you dial it and then you become a superhero so there are two people who are uh oh my god this ad, there, yeah. yeah there are two people who are there are two people who are fighting using the h dial and to and they keep using it to give themselves different powers and stuff and one woman uses it too much she's like the villain and she uses it too much so that she can't really keep track of who she is and then she like loses all of her powers yeah she loses sanity and that's the whole thing is yeah that, like he somehow dials he dials the h sooner than he should be able to and she's like wow it's already corrupted you this far so early yeah or whatever. and he's like what are you talking about it doesn't it doesn't turn you into villain it only makes heroes so there's some kind of conflict that they're brewing there, yeah which is cool and i wonder if that'll leak into our dial h for hero yeah yeah, could be. So we've got a couple superb ads in this. It's 90s at its best. There is one ad for fun for the whole family, The Adventures of Galgameth. Galgameth, which is this horrid, absolutely atrocious. It's we'll, disgusting. We'll, we'll post a picture of it on the on the Instagram. Yeah. It's like a it looks like the baby from that dinosaur. Yeah, from dinosaurs. I it, was going to say that too. It might even be the exact same the exact puppet, same puppet that yeah. they just reused. I would not be they, surprised. They bought it at for 
fifteen dollars at a garage sale. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's just uh, like this grotesque like doll. Not the mama. Not the mama. Ugh. Yeah. Let me read to you what Variety says Please. about the Adventures of Galgameth. Please. Um. Okay, presumably the adventures for Galgameth, but put those in brackets because that's not what the quote actually says. Provides solid entertainment for kid audiences, semicolon. It should prove a durable item on the family viewing (laughs) video shelf. Which is the most durable item. Which is the most dispassionate (laughs) review for a fucking movie. You know what? Dan, I'm gonna try to track the adventures of Gal- Gal- Galgameth oh, down. Oh yeah, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta have like a like a mystery science theater three thousand. Dude, if we... nothing else, it's gotta be on YouTube, right? Yeah, it has to be, or at least a trailer. We can do a reaction of us watching. <laughs> I just the trailer can't imagine like you know what his voice is. I can hear it in my head. It's like, oh, Billy, you yeah. need to walk to the motherfucking. I just love the fact that they describe it as a durable item. <laughs> it's a durable. <laughs> Your fucking shit ass kids will want to watch this movie three times this a day. This VHS is made out of rubber polymer. It will right. not break no yep. matter how much yep. your shit-ass kids Your five-year-old son will be like, it. Take me to Chester's, Dad! <laughs> Take, Take me, me to Chester's! I'm throwing the adventures of Galgameth out of the window! I want to go to Chester's! <laughs> I want to go to Chester's. I, I actually do want to go to Chester's. Uh, to be completely honest. We missed our chance. We missed our chance. On the way back from Combo Breaker 2019. Hey, you know what? Combo Breaker 2020, let's hit up them chests. We'll have to hit up that chest. Hopefully I don't get... If that five-year-old kid loves it so much, there's got to be something to like. Yep. Um... Jesus. Oh, there's a Shiloh ad for oh, um, yeah. Warner Brothers' very own Shiloh. Yeah. So that's a nostalgia. Hey, member Shiloh. Uh... Sure do. Yeah, this is fine. Um, but the big, my favorite, my favorite big reveal on yeah. this whole thing. Um, yeah. uh, so there's a backdrop where um, the di- the hero, his name is Hero, worst name yep. ever for a hero Terrible. for Dialage. Um, he, his name is Hero. He takes his girl, or his girl takes him out to this like magical place where she's where she's like, finally, I get to hear your secret or whatever. <laughs> and he's been like trying to like tell, tell her, her stuff the whole the issue. whole issue. And finally, she's like, I get it. No, you don't have to tell me. I know you're only attracted to me in my superhero form, <laughs> uh, but it's okay because I can maintain it for a long time. And he just like goes, no. I'm gay. And he like has like the biggest like wink and a nod kind of yeah. face, like just kind of smirking at her. No. I'm the gay. last panel is like the I don't it's the I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gay panel. So Yeah, it's pretty great. What how wonderful. It's pretty great. There's a lot of you know what? There's there was more like talk in comic books about being gay in the nineties than I thought. Right? Yeah, there was like the talk about ultraverse about AIDS. Yeah. I don't know that, that has anything to do with I agree. Yeah, it's you know what I'm it's a lot more out there than hey, I thought. Hey, you know it what, was. Dan? Keep politics out of my comic books. Yeah. Back in the day, they didn't have any politics Back in comics. In the they day, only they only talked about AIDS and, and they didn't being have gay. all of these 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 Muslim S- superheroes. Yes. Yeah. Fucking the, Kamala Khan. The more I read of these bargain bins, the more I realize how fucking asinine the entire discourse of like keeping yeah. com- politics. It's like you you knew it was ridiculous, like from the X Men standpoint, right? Right. But like the the the, the these yep. are the comics that these guys are talking about. Comics like, have always been about civil rights and social but issues. They're, they're talking forever. about like they're talking about like the tight fitting nineties comic yeah. leotard shit, yeah. hulking up. But then in fucking Superboy and the Ravers, it's like literally like. The Dial H Hero guy's gay. And it's yep. like, this was 1994. Yeah. Dude. So it's like, okay, when's your golden age of comics, man? Like, you're digging 
back, like, you're reading comics from, like, the 60s, probably, then? Yeah, probably. If you're digging that far... Yeah, pre- it has to predate the X-Men. To find, right? yeah. yeah, to yeah. find, like, comic books that without predate... A, without a trace yeah. of, of any kind of political <laughs> anything. But even then, I'm pretty sure Batman was out there talking about how evil communism is. Yeah, it's absurd. Or Superman being like, hey, you shouldn't bully people because they're different, or even yep. different religions. And it goes all the way back to, like, yeah. the fucking 60s, so... So whenever you see all right people hating yep. on Kamala Khan or whatever the fuck, just give them a just give them a dab, give them a wink, send them a send them a fucking a dab, a wink, and a nod. And yeah, a dab, a... a wink, a nod, and then a and then a then a fucking just slap a kiss emoji on their forehead. Yeah, and then just say, kill them with kindness, baby. Because yep, there you go. Because they dumb and they don't know any better. So yep, it's fine. Um, that's all we got for bargain bins. That's eh? all we got for bargain bins. So last but not least, let's quickly talk about next week's pull list. I'll read the entire thing it's off. It's a biggin'. It's a doozy. I'll read the entire thing off, starting from Marvel, going into DC, and then to others. And we'll talk about briefly what we're excited about. So, next week, we've got Apocalypse in the Extracts, number four. Marvelous X-Men, number five. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, number seven. Silver Surfer Black, number one. Immortal Hulk, number 19. Event Leviathan, number one. Superman, number 12. Supergirl, number 31. Wonder Twins, number five. Wonder Woman, number 72, and Archie, number 705. Dan, what are you the most excited about next week? Man, there's some good... There's a, there's a lot of good shit. Looking that's, stuff. That's why it's so big, is because all of this is fucking yeah. good. Yeah. I am, so I'm going to pick three. Okay. Uh, Immortal Hulk, because the last one was so good. Event yep. Le- Leviathan, yep. because... Hey, Dan's excited for an event. Fucking... Yeah! Round of applause, Dan. It's almost like DC knows I mean, what to do with fucking both events. of us are. Like yeah, I think I that's a miracle. And I'm also, there. of course, Wonder Twins number five. Good choice. Good best. choice. I'm excited for Marvel's X Men number five, Silver Surfer, Surfer Black number one because it's written by Donny Cates. Yeah, I'm interested in that for show. Yep. And I'm super excited for Archie seven hundred five. Uh, if I had to pick three, I mean, I'm also pretty stoked to see where Wonder Woman goes, and mm-hmm. also I love Supergirl. So yeah. That's the way I am. So makes sense. Makes sense, Dan. Jarrett. That brings us to the end of this another is a close. This is we're closing out. Um, you can already hear Eric the shitty <laughs> saxophone <laughs> cover of Eric Clapton's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, that's some good outro right music. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so wow, uh, we made it. End what a journey! What, what, a, what a, journey. a journey it's been. Um, and I have been Jarrett Moore, and I am still Daniel McHugh. Uh, and we just want to say uh, thanks so much for listening to us and all of you sexy craft comics listeners out there have yourselves a fucking just great a day great day have a great day have a great day